Hey, Sammy. Dean? I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where we cover every single episode of the TV show Supernatural, including, Chris, the last episode of Supernatural. The final episode. Uh, I am... I, 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 I don't even... I, it, it, mm, I'm tongue-tied. I'm, I'm just overwhelmed. <laughs> I'm, I'm very overwhelmed. I'm very overwhelmed. Uh, I was... I'm very conflicted about this episode. Um, if people are, are are listening, I think people have uh, the people that are listening are having a lot of strong opinions. I've seen other people's uh, opinions about this episode on Twitter and on our Discord. People have written us written in stuff uh, since I watched it. I've gone and, and read some of those uh, feedback episode or feedback letters that I ha- hadn't had a chance to read before that. Um, it's very dividing. It's very divisive. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Even outside anything that actually happens in the episode, um, I'm getting a little emotional just talking about it because I think we've mm-hmm. been doing Monster of the Week for so long. Um, yep. And Monster of the Week will stay there. We'll t- at the end of this episode, we'll talk a little bit about that stuff. Um, but it's it's just a it's just a big... I've been watching this show for almost as long as I've been married. Um, mm-hmm. I have been there since literally the beginning, like the night that the... I was out, I watched the pilot, <laughs> like along yeah. with everybody else. Um, I stayed current with the show for years and years and years and years, even though I didn't really have anybody to talk to with it, talk to about it. Um, Autumn eventually fell off, uh, and it wasn't until we picked up the podcast that I like kind of really started getting back into it. Uh, that's when I really started getting into the fandom over the last couple of years. Um, mm. I making supernatural friends, talking to other podcasts, talking to the people of our community has been a weird and and wonderful journey and um it's no matter what happens in this episode of television of the of the TV show Supernatural, it I came into it with a lot of strong feelings just because it uh-huh. was the last one. Um and normally like series finales don't do me that way a lot. Uh sometimes they do. Um Supernatural has way more episodes. It's been happening for a longer yeah. period of time. Uh recently, you know, I've mentioned watching like Warehouse 13, the season the series finale of that didn't get me this hard because it's five seasons. Like it's not that big of a deal. Um five seasons is still a lot, don't get me wrong, but I had again yeah, yeah, yeah. not been watching this show for almost two decades. Um it's really weird, Chris. 
Yeah, I don't really know how to talk about all of the emotions that I've been processing today. Um, I probably should have watched this yesterday so that I would have had some time to sleep on it. If and, only, uh, if only someone had recommended it. that to you. Yeah, you did, um, and and <laughs> Jess did, and um, my my plan was, you know, I hadn't been sleeping for a couple nights, um, just you know, but just not getting enough sleep, so I was like, you know what, yesterday, I'm gonna chill out. I'm going to relax this evening. I don't want to watch an episode when I'm cranky, tired, and in a bad mood. Got a great night's sleep last night. Woke up first thing in the morning, got my coffee, and I was like, okay, supernatural time. Um, and then I went on an emotional journey that I was not prepared for. I don't remember what happens in this episode. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't see any, any of the things that were happening because I just was hit by such an intense uh, emotion that I I I didn't I didn't know what to do. And I I wonder how I'm even going to be able to talk through it and process it. Um I was talking in the Discord after I watched the episode explaining my emotions, talking to you a little bit. Then I called Jess after. And as I'm talking to Jess, I started getting choked up and I was like, "Oh my god. Oh my god. This is this is crazy. <laughs> this is crazy." It it hit me in a way that I really really didn't expect. Um and just like you, you know, I haven't I think season 3 or maybe season four was on tv when i started watching it you know i was a teenager and with this episode and finishing this episode i realized holy shit this show has been with me for so so long through so many transitional phases of my life i graduated high school (laughs) while watching this Mm -hmm. show uh i went to college graduated college and it was just like yeah i don't know I went through a lot of big, big changes, uh, and I was going through a lot of turbulent times, I think, when I, when I first got into this show. Um, you know, breakups, heartache, friendships, all these kind of different things, transitions in life, like moving away to college, all this stuff. Supernatural was, was definitely a, a huge anchor for me through all that time. And it's stuff that I've talked about on the podcast, certainly, over the years. Uh, but I don't know if it's something that I've like really fully felt the impact of until today. <laughs> and when it hit me, it hit me like a goddamn truck. The truck that hits the Impala at the season one finale, <laughs> that mm-hmm. truck hit me mm-hmm. today. Uh, um, revealed in this episode to be Hat Winchester, which I thought was a Hat surprising Winchester bit was of lore. Uh, Hat Winchester as possessed by a demon uh, at the end of season one. Real weird callback in this episode. Uh, but yeah, yeah, finally, I've been waiting for it since season 13, episode whatever. Uh, yeah, this is this, it's, it's an emotional episode. I, um, I watched this uh, almost a week ago now. Um, I uh, have not, did not have a chance to watch it again. Um, I, I'm kind of leery of watching it again. I, I went back and forth. I didn't mm. have time today to do it, um, which was going to be my plan. But even like I had time before this, I was thinking like maybe over the weekend. And every time I thought about it, I thought like, man, I don't want to, I don't want to submit myself to that. I don't want to subject myself to that. Um, I, I guess I should warn the the listeners out there. I think I'm going to be, even with, as we're talking about like how emotionally impactful this episode is for me, I'm, I might be a little bit mean on this one. Mm-hmm. I uh I have a lot of problems with the mechanics of some of the stuff. I have a lot of problems with just the the writing in general and some of like the the the, the stuff that happens yeah. in it. Yeah. Um there are there are moments that I find uh very off putting. Uh there's moments that I think are just th- where the the show gets so far up its own ass that I I can't even see it anymore. Um, and I I um it's a big disappointment for me to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Like as, as for as emotional as I am 
and as I felt watching it and expecting things, having a couple of days to really think about like how they handled stuff. Every uh, there's a lot of stuff that I can just stop and just fucking hang out on and be really aggressively mean about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so I'm just gonna warn people uh, of that. Obviously, if you're listening to this episode, you probably already know what happens in the, in it. Uh, but I just like we're gonna be talking about everything. So like, there's major character deaths. There's all kinds of stuff. Um, just you know, prepare yourself for the best slash worst, I guess. Yeah. With all that being said, I'll I guess I'll try to be a counterbalance yeah. and try to stay positive. I don't know if I liked this episode. Um, because again, and in, I'll talk about it when we get when we get through it. But the um, the emotion of it all, like it really stopped me from like looking at what the episode was because I started just thinking about Supernatural and thinking about my connection to it and the podcast and less of the events of the episode. So um, it's, it's going to be very weird. I haven't made up my mind on it. Um, I don't know when I will, but I'll, I'll try to, I'll try to balance it out, I I guess, to the best of my ability. Just don't start talking about the fucking wig. (laughs) Um, Well, we're talking about the wig, my friend. Uh, Before we get into it, I want to thank all of the patrons um, like we normally do. Uh, You guys have been great. We've had a flood of new patrons um, in the wake of releasing our episode on season 15, episode 18. um, The Destiel is canon episode. Uh, The feedback from that, which is not even out on public release yet as of time of recording, has been amazing and tremendous people seem to really really love our coverage of that people are joining the patreon i think specifically to listen to that episode four days early <laughs> um i just want to say thank you to like all of those people uh it's 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 huge we've had a, like a surge of people on twitter um because of podcast news like people i think started looking around for other supernatural podcasts we're not going to get into any podcast drama on this i'll just say that like go look at our feed um it's not just us there's a ton of fan created pan- podcast out there Mm-hmm. I listened to like six in the last two or three days, and um, I don't think I have it in me to listen to full series of podcasts about Supernatural at this point in my life, but uh, there are some amazing perspectives out there. Like, there's some really, really cool podcasts, um, and I I, I want to spend some time highlighting those eventually. We're not going to do it on this Absolutely. episode, but I, I want to spend some time like shouting those people out at some point because I was really blown away just from like... I'd never thought about this. Like, this is a totally new way to approach Supernatural that I just never in my <clears throat> limited worldview would have would have ever thought about. Um, yep. Anyway, all of this is to say thank you to our patrons and to the listeners, to the people on social media that have been super nice to us lately, and to say, Chris, uh, it's, it's season 15. Sum up Supernatural season for me. Season 15. Season 15. Okay. I wrote this before I watched the episode, so hopefully it's not as emotional as the rest of my day has been. Um... <laughs> Last time on Supernatural. Saving people, hunting things. The family business comes to an end, Jeremy. After 15 years and half as many apocalypses, the boys finally stop Chuck, freeing themselves once and for all from his twisted plans and establishing Jack as the new god of the world. But these hunks couldn't have done it alone. From Bobby to Charlie, Garth, Rowena, Crowley, Pete, Irv, Donna, Jody, Kevin, Brick Holmes, the new Bobby, and even Mary and John helped the boys along their way. But of course none so much as Castiel, the arbiter of Team Free Will himself and the angel who changed the course of fate. There's no way to sum up 15 years of Supernatural and no way to sum up five years of Monster of the Week. No way to explain all the feelings and memories. Apparently I wrote a lot here, (laughs) but even if it feels like a goodbye, it's really not. The story isn't over and for as long as people care about these hunks, it never will be. Why did I do it like that? (laughs) 
It's good, Chris. I like it. No, that's. I think you. I think you nailed it. I think it's good. Friend of the show, um, Autumn wrote that one. Oh wow! <clears throat> Back from season five. Um, yeah. We are covering season fifteen, episode twenty. Carry on. This was written by Andrew Dabb, directed by Robert Singer. This aired on November nineteenth of twenty twenty. The end. After fifteen seasons, the longest running sci-fi series in the U.S. is coming to an end. Baby, it's the final ride for saving people and hunting things. Mm. I, Chris, I, I think I don't think our conversation about this made it into the outtakes of last week. Um, for some reason, I think something happened and I just cut it off or something. But uh, sci-fi, huh? Sci- this is yeah. 327 episodes and somebody at, at science, CW science fiction is like, science this fiction. is a science fiction show. Yeah, like, it stinks that that genre TV is just sci-fi TV. And I think maybe maybe now fantasy is its own thing. But even that, I feel like they still put that under sci-fi, which is very, very strange. It's, Supernatural is not a sci-fi show by any means. Like, I mean, I know that you can't call it a supernatural show. Like, you could, like, I would probably go with. I mean, par- it, that kind of is the best way to, to describe it, is, it. But you can't, like, you can't use the thing. You can't use the name to describe the thing. Like, at the best, though, I would have probably gone like the paranormal fantasy show maybe like the sci-fi series is such a weird thing to put in this and then also like baby it's the final ride for saving people and hunting things it's so dumb um we left this we left the series i think in a good place at the end of season 19 maybe not in a great place but season 15 episode 19 jack has restored the world um and then disappeared with these new god powers and uh we wake up um how much time do you think has passed at this point? And have you have you seen any of the discussion about the amount of time that has passed? No, no. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, uh, this could just be a couple days later, a couple weeks later. They seem to have settled into a new routine, which makes me think that some small amount of time has passed, but I wouldn't call it years, certainly. Um, they got that dog. They got the dog. Miracle the dog. Miracle uh, the dog, which it seems like it had a different owner at the end of um, episode 19. Does not Maybe matter. Maybe I imagine that. Doesn't matter. Um, Dean took it. Dean, <laughs> Dean has the dog now. Dean just took it. He said, that's mine. I'm just, I'm taking it. So and the owner was like, what? To me, when, uh, I, when I watched this episode, this felt like pretty shortly after the events of uh, episode yeah, 19. Yeah. Um, but only because like it looked like they had settled into a routine, but hadn't significantly changed their lives. Like when I saw kind of this montage of, um, you know, Dean, you know, waking up and there's beer bottles everywhere and Sam going for a run. It really felt like they had kind of just been stuck in place. Like they did, couldn't figure out how to move on. Um, the script, and I'm, I hate to refer to the script because that's not really our usual vibe. Script says six months. Apparently uh, hmm. somebody at a convention um, said five years and, and Jared went with it was like yeah it's five years later it does not feel like five years to me like this feels like very no. closely afterwards um, but yeah I, we're, we're just we feel like to me we, we see them like you know brushing their teeth drying off after a shower Dean has a messy room that he doesn't care about and Sam's making his bed neatly uh, Dean's washing dishes and letting Miracle eat off the plate uh, Sam's doing we got mo- shirtless Sam. We got shirtless, shirtless Sam, Sam for the first time in six or seven. Which has been a very long time since we've seen one of these boys shirtless, and I just I do think that that was appreciated um, by me. It was appreciated by me. By a lot um, of people, yeah. Um, Sam Sam washing his gigantic darks. You know, there's a couple a couple little fun things. Doing some lore while he's doing some washing. I like the multitasking. Like a little here. bit of lore. I like the way that Dean made his bed by making it worse than when he got out of it. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Good good stuff there. Uh, Dean is cleaning his guns and surfing the net. And again, like this feels like 
I, I didn't really know what to expect for this episode, especially after like the big plot stuff that happened in the previous episode. Uh, but this was very much what I expected at the start of them being like, oh, oh, stuff is like, we don't know how, like this is a new world and we've kind of won. And now we have no idea what to do with ourselves. Um, and I was really almost overjoyed when Dean is like sitting down, cleaning his guns, looking at the internet. Sam is like, Hey, I haven't found anything weird out there. There's no hunts. And I'm thinking to myself, like, is there not going to be like, did Jack do him a solid? Like, are there no, are there no mm, hunts mm. anymore? Uh, and Dean says, Oh, I found something. Uh, and we go to the splash screen and they cut to pie fest. Um, pie fest. Which of course, you know, I don't think Dean's relationship with Pi has been ignored in this in this series at all. Uh, he is extremely excited to arrive at Pi Fest and uh, have a bunch of pie. Yeah, and um, that's it. That's I guess it's a cute fan service scene. Um, Sam is sitting there looking all uh, melancholy, and Dean is like, "Hey, man, what's wrong?" <laughs> Sam's like, "I miss Cass and Jack. <laughs> See, I remember them." Dean's like, "Oh yeah, those guys. Those um, dudes." Uh, um, this also feels weird because he tells him, um, he, he tells Sam, if we don't, if we don't keep living, then all that sacrifice is for nothing. Uh, and then he tells, and then he tells Sam not to be an Eeyore, um, as he's sitting down on apartments with like six or seven pieces of pie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sam grabs a slice in response to this and just slams it into Dean's face and they, they laugh it off. Yeah. Is an um, old guy laughing in the background? I was like, "Is that? Are we supposed to know who this guy is?" I think that's Robert Singer. Um, if I okay. if, if I remember right. correctly from the from the wiki, I, uh, there, that that is a guy. Um, but I think I think it is Robert Singer, but I don't know. Okay, I might be getting the name wrong. My bad. That makes sense. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah, there's a there's a guy here. I at this point in the episode, I'm still just like, okay, alrighty, we are having an episode. We are doing some stuff and i i don't know what the hell the context of the rest of it was going to be of course i knew some spoilers yeah um about a death in a wig but um we uh um, i didn't really know any of the context didn't know yeah once again we didn't know the context and even knowing the spoiler going in did not prepare me for anything that was going to happen in the show i think um i I thought this whole pie thing was a a, a little too and this is gonna be one of my main problems with the episode uh it I think I've said this about country music in the past where it like really is actively searching for your heartstrings so it can just pluck the fuck out of them. And mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. what this episode really felt like to me the entire time. Like I was going into it, like hitting play, thinking about, you know, watching the show for so long, doing the podcast for so long. I'm like, all right, I am, I'm about to experience a torrent of emotions. And I, and I did, but a lot of them had like a, like a, a cloying taste, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm, a lot of them mm-hmm. had like a, like a fake sugar taste. Uh, and this was kind of the start of it. Like this, this pie in the face routine. Um, it, it just, I don't know. It just felt like, Oh, you guys are land. Yeah. It, for me, it didn't. Um, and it just felt like uh, you guys are really trying your best to make me feel something about these characters that it's the last episode I already feel something about them. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, right. It's so funny because I have off and on felt so cynical about the episode uh, or not, not about the episode, but the series in general. Um, Sometimes it felt like it was going on too long, and then there would be a really great episode. I'd be like, "All right, good, yeah, I'm back in, I'm back in." But you know, that was that's been reflected in my commentary over the years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and going into this episode, knowing the spoilers, I was incredibly cynical. I almost didn't want to watch it because, like, what if I like I'm just gonna hate it? Like, I'm just gonna hate it, and I don't want to feel that. And so maybe because I well, 
I guess at this point in the episode, I was still like, whatever, what the fuck, I don't care. Um, but but I think I started getting emotionally primed, and somehow through my own cynicism, like came out on the other side of it. Like I did, a, I did a reverse on it. Not not in this stuff yet, mm-hmm. but it was still here where I was. I didn't know how to feel. I didn't know how to feel. Um, but but the I guess the emotions were building. I guess they were they were plucking those strings. They plucked my string they, they, without my permission. <laughs> it was a non consensual. This was this is. I want I want to let you know the encounter with that I had with this episode was not consensual whatsoever. Non consensual plugs because I didn't. Again, I did not. I did not want to feel the way that I felt. <laughs> this is when we cut over to what is going to be our our case for the episode. Dude, okay, so this case visually like the masks and everything i'm like all right that's kind of intense but at the same time i'm like that's kind of like too intense like this just seems like regular people murder and there's like little kids involved i'm like yes. oh this is just a lot like it feels like it should be like not this is <laughs> the uh the way that so what happens here is there's a we're at a family house um there's a you know a dad a mom a couple of kids some masked men break inside, stab the dad. Um, the wife and kids run upstairs. Uh, the guy kills the wife uh, or stabs the wife. He grabs the kids. Um, and then we're going to hard cut to uh, Sam and Dean showing up uh, later. Notably, these guys are wearing like these weird masks. Um, because of the way that they look, like one's just a little bit shorter than the other. Both of them are kind of big, blocky dudes. I, for some reason, was convinced this was Sam and Dean or like something oh. weird. Like this was a family. Like, I didn't know. I, I was like, well, this, this they're not going to play this straight. Like, this isn't just like some dudes in a mask killing some people. And it's not just some dudes, but it's not also not Sam and Dean, as we find out very quickly. I thought yeah. something <laughs> weird was going to happen. Um, I think that this case is so incredibly stupid for the last episode of the series. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I really don't like it. Um but I get the idea that they wanted to have it be like, oh, this is something serious where they, they definitely had to step in and save some children who are actively in danger. We got to yeah. make sure that mm-hmm. they are doing a heroic thing. Um, but it, it just felt like, I don't know, it was just a lot. <laughs> uh, they they introduced themselves as Agents Kripke and Singer because we just don't care anymore. It's the last episode. Uh, yeah. They find out that the dad was drained of blood um, and somebody made a sketch uh, of... I think they cut the mom's tongue out, but didn't kill her. Like fucking what? Like what? Why? Like why? Why these details? So weird. Why these? Why these bizarre details? It's so fucking strange. Like even like if you cut someone's tongue out, like they could still just pick up a phone and type a story up. Like what are you trying to do, you weirdos? Hate it. Uh, They recognize the sketch, um, and they. They they drive over to uh I guess a tree that's dedicated to Kim Manners. Um I don't know if you remember. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah this is referred to as the Manners tree. I read in the Wikipedia. I don't know if that's I did not know that. I didn't know. I don't know if it's hundred percent true. Like also like how come Kim Manners gets a tree and like I don't like no one's gonna name a tree after me when I die. Like what the I'll fuck? I'll name a tree after you. <sighs> Great now so so you that just means that you're gonna murder me. Like you just said that well, I'm just gonna murder you to make sure. <laughs> I gotta get my life force back somehow. <laughs> I don't want to be murdered by you. Anyway, a spell, and then yeah. Anyway, out comes Dad's diary. Uh, they find a sketch from an unsolved case from John Winchester because uh, John Winchester is Always. known for not finishing a single John case. John Winchester's in his life. definitely known for putting 
um, for putting U's up on the board. You know, yep. a lot of people put W's up there or mm-hmm. L's up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Winchester puts U's, just yes. unsolved. unsolved. He doesn't win or lose. <laughs> he just doesn't solve the case. <laughs> not W's, not L's. Big old U's. Uh, Big old U's. Dean thinks they might be uh, mimes, some sort of evil mimes, or maybe vampire mimes. Uh, they very quickly work out uh, based on some other information, missing persons, that they're going to be striking in Canton next. Uh, so they search for missing, uh, f- search for families that fit the profile, and then uh, boop, bop, we a van pulls up at a different house. Sam and Dean grab the people, uh, cuts one head off, shoots the dude in the se- shoots the second guy in the leg, in the head. But of course, the bullet didn't kill it. Um, it w- but it is a vampire. It is a vampire. Uh, and then they tie this guy up and they do some double brother tough guy action. We haven't seen this this exact brand of tough guy action for a very long time. It was kind of fun to watch again, even though the stakes were just really confusing to me. I am um, I am fascinated by the fact that you said that it was uh, fun to watch uh, because I don't know what it was about this. Did you hate it? <laughs> I, it's not that I hated it. I just was watching um, Sam and Dean because Dean's like, you know, there's no way you're getting out of this if you tell it. Tell us where you put the kids you'll get this and he brings out the giant machete that we've seen from you know almost the beginning of the season series um but if you don't tell us where it is you'll get that and sam pulls out like a small pocket knife and of course the threat here is you know this is quick and clean this is this is slow and dirty and you would prefer the quick and clean and these two brothers seem like they are so into this i I wrote it in my notes i was like (laughs) i think this kind of proves that both sam and dean are complete fucking psychopaths like absolutely psychopaths yeah they i mean they used to do they used to pull this shit on people all the time yeah okay we could keep you know this slow torture thing and i don't think that they're actually like that um but no, well, maybe, <laughs> maybe they I, are. I kind of, I kind of like. Up. There's a moment like we just, they just haven't had an opportunity to slowly torture somebody since we've been dealing with God stuff for such a long time. Uh, Dean's itching for it. Dean, dude. <laughs> I feel like Dean, Sam, and Dean were both like, man, we haven't fucked up a vampire tied to a chair in like. You know what I haven't done years. recently, Dean? This is Sam calling from the kitchen. You know what I haven't done recently, Dean? Hey man, you know what I haven't done in a while. <laughs> Your taxes? What, Sam? It slowly tortured a monster to death. Dane! Do you want to go torture a vamp, Dane? Yo, Dane! (laughs) Dane! We gotta go kill some vamps, bro. Dean, I was calling you from the other room. Did you not hear me? (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, it's just so, it's so dark. Like, you mentioned, like, the case is pretty dark of them stealing the kids and everything. Um, Also, like, I didn't understand, like, this guy's a vampire. but they have the mask yeah. on the mask vampire thing. Doesn't, I don't know what we're doing that we're there. Uh, I don't, it just, it's really just a weird, like it's quite a lot. It's quite I, a like, lot. Like if you're a vampire, like why are you putting the mask on? Like I get I it know. to like kill the people, I guess to, to disguise the fact that they're vampires, I guess that makes a, a sort of sense, but it's just real dumb. <laughs> it's just a real dumb yeah. way to do it. It's just this. a visual element. I guess they wanted to throw in to, to excite things that way they could tie it back to one of John's unsolved mysteries. Uh, the guy, yeah, maybe, maybe this is a deep lore cut and that we've actually seen this image while they were flipping through the pages sure. of, of dad's diary I'd, many, many years ago. Please find that out for us and send it in. Uh, the vampire eventually breaks, um, at the thought of these two psychopaths, just enjoying murdering him for like yeah, 20 minutes. Like, I don't like this. I'd rather die than have you two look at me with those eyes. Uh, he he says that oh the kids are back at the nest uh and this is what their nest does this is what their this is what their group of vampires does every few years they go grab some kids uh they raise them up and they feed them real well and they continually drain their blood so they just have you know a blood supply on hand they don't have to go out and hunt um which again 
you know, we've we've kind of seen some of this type of stuff in Supernatural before, but this just feels super dark as well. <laughs> it's pretty dark. Pretty dark um, stuff. And then uh what do we do? We go back to we find that we find the nest. They just right? they drive up to the spot. They get out, they open the trunk to load up. We have, you know, mm-hmm. just the classic. They classic say hi to Garth, up. still in that truck. Say hi to Garth. He's like, <laughs> please let me out. Uh, please let me out. I don't know why uh, Jack bar- put me back in the trunk when he brought everybody yeah, back. Jack it was set, really weird. Jack, quote unquote, <laughs> set things right. Also, I'm still uh, a super monster. Can you guys kind of fix that? I'm still yeah, a, I'm still one of Michael's super vampire mo- werewolves. Can oh, you yeah. guys do something? You never something? powered me down. I need to, um, I just I, need, I need to talk to somebody. I kids, I've got dude. a wife. I've got a child named Castiel. Do either one of you remember Castiel? I can't tell. Uh, it's not in the script. Can't just, you're not acting like it. Um, yeah, Dean wants to use a shuriken, a ninja star, mm-hmm. but D- Sam says no. You know, maybe Sam, maybe you should have let him take it. Maybe things would have gone a little different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You'll, you'll poo poo head. They uh they enter the barn where the nest is. Uh, I feel like I have seen this barn a thousand times. I am almost one hundred percent. It's the same barn that we first saw Castiel in. Like it looks exactly the same to me. Could um, be. Could, could also be. be the barn that like when they went go back to the 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 school for shitty children that Dean was in could for a little while. Could be any barn, dude. Could yeah. be any barn. Uh, anyway, we start seeing these vampires in masks around the windows. Um, they, they find the kids in a closet. Um, and then on the way out, four vampires show up. They send the kids out. Everybody stares at one another. Uh, and then it's time for a fight. Um, so we have a big fight. Yeah. They're, they're kicking ass for a little while. Mm-hmm. Eventually Sam gets overwhelmed and he gets knocked out. Um, Dean's fighting for a while until he kind of gets like pinned down by all these guys. And then the ringleader walks in and it's a woman. Uh, and when we see her face. This is the weirdest callback of all time to throw into the season finale. So she's from the first vampire episode they ever did, correct? Correct. Mm-hmm. In season one. This and is, she was a victim? She was a victim. She was Jenny. Uh, Jenny was kidnapped and then um, not only forcibly turned into a vampire, but also was forced to watch a couple of like shitty vampires like make out with each other, which I think is almost worse. Um, yeah, like definitely. I'm okay if you want to make me into a vampire. Don't make me watch your dumb sex, though. I'm not into that at all. Um, and yeah, she Dean recognizes her, um, which is a huge like for as much as Dean has gone through in the last like 15 years um, with everything that he's gone through. Like I can't believe that he remembers anybody's name. Um, it's re- yeah, very impressive of him. And uh, Dean kind of plays this for time as he's often want to do, where he just kind of has a bunch of like smart aleck remarks. Uh, and, and meanwhile, Sam is trying to get to his machete uh, because mm-hmm. everyone thinks he is knocked out. Jenny says that she's not the big boss. She just called dibs, uh, which made me think that like that we were going to introduce a bigger vampire villain or a bigger monster villain in the last episode of the series. And I was very confused by this. Yeah. Um, uh, and it and it and, and it's not. Sam just cuts her head off immediately after this. Yeah. There's so many little things like that where you're just like, what? What, what, why? What, what, why? 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 <laughs> I hope I hope um, this uh, Rob and Rich podcast get to season fifteen uh, because I'm just and they're not going to ask any of the questions I want them to ask. Like I know that for a fact, but like, like why? Why, Jenny? Like I, <laughs> I hope why? maybe they'll hire me. Maybe they'll hire me to write the um, podcast for them because everybody hates uh, and, the person and, they did hire. So 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 what is what is the what is the symbolism here? Somebody that they saved. 15 years ago has now come back to attack them again like it's what what is the cycle here what 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 is this all supposed to represent did they, is that is this supposed to represent something did they save her is this 
Like, I don't know. Is this supposed to be one of their failures coming back to bite them? Um, I don't know. It's just maybe, maybe just a a very extended metaphor for how this life always catches up to you. That everything that you do always ends up coming back to you in some way. Um, the good and the bad, I guess. I think uh, I don't know, or, or it's just a random thing because the actor was available, so they were like, "Hey, you know what? That'd be fun." Sure. <laughs> I guess. Um, this is also really, before we get to the big thing that's about to happen, which I think is going to take up a, a large amount of space in this, um, I, I also think it's real shitty that Jack was like, yeah, I'm God now. I'm going to restore everything to its natural order. Um, also, vampires and werewolves exist. Peace. <laughs> like, yeah. I, okay, Jack. I mean, like, so the implication there, I think, it depends on how far you want to read into it, right? Does that mean that these monsters have to exist in this world? Like that that's part of the balance mm. of creation and destruction mm. that you're that you're always going to have humans who do such bad things that they they're turned into monsters, which of course is one of the themes of supernatural. I think um we don't hunt monsters, we hunt evil, like that 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 classic old chestnut that nobody seems to talk about it anymore. Um yeah. or does it mean that he just restored everything to like Chuck's status quo before Chuck disappeared everybody? Um and didn't make any improvements whatsoever in which case like you're just a shitty god then like maybe we shouldn't have done this like i mean re- like like seriously like you remade the world and i still have to work 48 40 hours a week like that's yeah, not what fair the fuck, man what the like, fuck? You, you remade the world and capitalism is still here jack bro jack you didn't do enough reading all right jack um, i mean granted he was only four like we haven't had in the fucking communist manifesto yet but like at the same time like come on man i Medicare for all? Like you haven't heard anything yeah. about that? Like it's it's Jack? pretty dope. <laughs> hey, buddy, anybody in there? Um, but the idea that there's yeah. monsters back was such a um because from the start of the show, from the start of this episode, I was like, oh, this is going to be Sam and Dean trying and potentially even failing to live out their lives without the thing that they have been doing for the past mm-hmm, decade mm-hmm, and a half mm-hmm. for, for their whole lives, right? Like they're going to have to figure out a way to fill that hole that isn't killing and then we saw like the vampires and we saw them like go full psychopath and i was like well shit like now they're gonna go the opposite way now they realize that they have to do this and they're gonna go like what was the was it the french mistake not french mistake um maybe it was the french mistake the um no mystery spot where at the end of it sam just goes full fucking cold ass killer and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. murders everything i'm like oh they're gonna turn into those guys and that's why everybody hates this episode. Like they're going to go full <laughs> psychotic killer on everybody. Um, and th- none of that actually happens, but it just really bums me out that like Jack having all of the, the Chuck and Amara powers uh, decided like, yeah, vampires still exist. And also now they wear shitty masks when they go commit crimes. Like it feels yeah. like a fucking Batman um, villain. And I think maybe, well, I'm sure there's a lot of reasons, but it's little things like that that kind of make this feel very sloppy and very, yes. very weird. There's just so much junk kind of thrown at the wall here um, that doesn't necessarily land. You know, um, they're obviously echoing a lot of old stuff to, to you know, crank up the nostalgia, mm-hmm. uh, which I guess had been working on me. Because I think going into the episode up until this point, I was sort of still at that, that cynical level, like kind of side-eyeing it. I know everyone hates this. I don't know how to react to it. Um, and uh, And then... He started getting foreshadowing to what was about to happen. They keep showing this metal bar sticking out of a pole, and I was like, "Christ, here it is! Here it fucking is! Here it is!" And, um, and sure enough, during after Sam cuts uh, Jenny's head off, uh, there's a more of a of a fight, and during the fight, Dean gets pushed back, 
and he is impaled on this rebar pole. Um, mm-hmm. It takes a little bit for Sam to realize what's happening, um, and when he does, he tries to pull Sam tries to pull Dean off, and Dean says, "Nope, it feels like this is the only thing holding me together." Um, I'm gonna get this out of the way now before we talk about the emotional speech. Uh, I, I, this speech is twenty seven thousand minutes long. Like Dean is on this rebar pole, like grunting out words to Sam um, in what feels like a fucking SNL skit where I think it's actually a, it might be a family guy skit now that I'm thinking about it where like somebody is dead and it's like, Oh wait, one more thing. I, I need to tell you about the treasure of blah, 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 blah. Oh, you need to like it. Either these scenes need to be like, he, he's just dead and there's no big speech or you need to cut your fucking speech time down to a minute and a half because Somebody in the Discord said like this was a seven minute long thing in the episode, and I, I haven't timed it to, to to know that for sure. This is plenty of time to go get help. <laughs> like, <laughs> call an ambulance, there's yeah. plenty of time to put pressure on this wound and to and to go drive him to the nearest hospital or to do a fucking a deep. I mean, if I was Sam, I'd be carrying the fucking book of darkness or whatever the fuck around with me at all yeah. times, just in case some shit like this happened. Or like, even just the first aid kit that he says he was going to go get. Or just the first um, aid kit. Uh, it's really frustrating to me that the a huge emotional crux of this episode uh, that we're about to experience is so long that it literally, like at the, as soon as I saw it happen, like my eyes went wide and I was shocked and I was like, okay, they wanted to, this is why they invented, this is why they wrote this like dumb monster plot is because they don't really have the Chuck armor anymore. They literally don't have plot armor anymore. And now this kind of thing can happen and it has. And what a way to go from these like legendary people um, mm. to just, you know, dying in like just another fight. I actually see a little bit, bit of like poeticness to that. Like I can, I can appreciate that idea. And then they spend like fucking eight minutes talking about their Lego toys when they were three years old, and it just takes me completely the fuck out of it. Yeah, anyway, um, sorry. I'm, I know I'm. I, I'm sorry if I'm making this I know, real negative. It is, it is a little hard to like get back to the emotional stuff I wanted to talk about when I hear you say all that. Okay, maybe um, I should let you talk about this stuff first. And no, then, no, and then, I, I don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is, this is this is the part where um, I just I got totally like knocked on my ass, which I didn't. See, come. I mean, I I knew this happened. I knew this is how it happened. I'd seen all that, all those spoilers. I hadn't seen this um, at all. I, I just knew that he died, so I had no idea. So that this was I didn't know how. I don't know how long the speech was because I was like, I was like, fucked up. <laughs> like it, like it messed me up. I don't know what happened to me. I've I've experienced that one other time in my life when I was thirteen or fourteen, reading The Dark Tower. Um. I've started a year before that last book came out. And that whole year, I was consumed with that with that series. And while reading the seventh book, I remember a character dies, and I just like sobbed, sobbed my fucking heart out reading this book. Which and that was the only time I've ever experienced that with fiction in my entire life until today. I watched this episode of Supernatural. I knew this was coming. I was very cynical going in, and then this happened to Dean, and I like completely broke down. And I have no idea why. Didn't see it coming. Was not anticipating that I'd, I'd be like, yeah, I'll probably get a little misty-eyed, which is what I do when I watch a, a good thing. Mm-hmm. And when I watch Lord of the Rings, I get a little misty-eyed occasionally on Supernatural, they'll get me. But dude, I was like sobbing, like a, like something broke inside of me. And I, I still haven't completely reckoned with what that was or why that happened. Um, 
I mean, it, obviously it's sad. <laughs> it's sad. It is. But like it is absolutely. It felt sad. so much. Mm-hmm. It felt so much. Like I was, I was mourning Supernatural, and I, I think this at this point, it's when it really put me back to when I was, you know, nineteen or whatever, fully falling into this show, um, somehow clinging to it when all these other things felt like they were falling apart in my life. You know, on days when I was like. You know, like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to do anything. Like, weirdly realizing, like, I was really hanging on to Supernatural in a way that probably wasn't healthy. But I was really, really hanging on to it. And I hung on to it for a really long time. And I think because this whole scene isn't just Dean talking to Sam. It's uh, the show talking to the viewer, saying goodbye to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what I was I maybe feeling was realizing, oh, I have to say goodbye to the series now. I mean, and I, you don't, really. You can rewatch it anytime you want. Um, but in this moment, as Dean is saying goodbye to Sam, I'm remember- remembering how hard I related to Sam when I was younger. Um, how I really, like, invested myself in that character. Um, which, again, when I look back, I'm like, nah, yeah, it was, nah, it was no big deal. But then in this moment, as I'm sobbing my fucking eyes out like, like a toddler, um, I was like, holy shit, I am really connected to this, to the show and to these characters and realizing, you know, when I was younger, when I related to Sam so hard, that thing that I clung on to wasn't just that like, oh, you know, maybe he's, he's going through the same things I am. Well, emotionally, I wasn't drinking demon blood. Um, you know, <laughs> felt like he was climbing the same emotional hurdles uh, and I could relate to it because in, and I wanted to be like that because he could overcome them. And, you know, but the, the biggest thing with Supernatural wasn't that you know the character i like overcame his demons or whatever it's that he had somebody in his corner he had dean he had somebody like dean always in his corner always had his back to lift him up and i think that that's something that i so very desperately wanted especially when i was younger and um had to take a breath (laughs) i wasn't breathing while i was talking um you know especially at the age that i was getting into it going through breakups and like really trying to find my place in, in life with my friends whenever just wishing so desperately that I had somebody like Dean in my corner and then watching this and being like I kind of did like well I, I, I had I had Dean <laughs> like I had supernatural supernatural was this thing that I always turned back to and I found fulfillment and realized that like oh you know I can I can have emotional loving relationships that don't need to be uh, romantic and like I don't need to have XYZ because I have these other things I do have friendships I have people in my life who deeply care about me and I think I had used Supernatural as an emblem of all, of all that without ever really thinking about it or realizing it until Dean was saying goodbye to Sam and it felt like he was saying goodbye to me and I was like holy fucking shit <laughs> this is a guy I've talked a whole lot of shit about over the years <laughs> like this is a character that I've been annoyed because they they put the show on his back and rather than letting Sam do some things sometimes. And then suddenly it was like at that very moment, realizing there's no more Dean Winchester, realizing how important he was to me and how important all of it was. Supernatural when I needed it when I was young and then Supernatural for all the experiences it's given me with this podcast and, you know, befriending you and all these great conversations and jokes we've had, like all this joy it's given me over the years, realizing, holy shit, it stops here hit me like a fucking truck. And I cried for literally the rest of the episode. <laughs> it was insane. Never I, again, stopped. I don't, I don't think I've cried like that in 10 years, maybe. Like, it was 
insane. And again, this is the second time in my life that fiction has made me do this. I do not, I feel like as much as I obsess over stuff, I don't get that like invested in things that it can affect me in this way. Holy shit. <laughs> like it knocked me on my ass and I really, really didn't see that coming. And I guess, yeah, it's just having to mourn the end of the show. And maybe, and again, that's, that's the thing. It's like, I want to watch it again. I want to take time to reflect on the actual events of it to give an you know, actual critique of it or like an actual play-by-play of it or understand a play-by-play of it. Mm-hmm. Because after that, all I could think about was just the effect that Supernatural had on my life. Um, and who boy, apparently it was way bigger than I thought. <laughs> you know, it's, um, it, it, it's interesting because uh, I've had similar experiences with media like in the last few years. Uh, I had it, you mentioned Dark Tower, and I'm pretty sure I know the character death you're talking about and like, same. Um, and then, uh, you know, reading Wheel of Time during the pandemic, getting to the last book, um, not like outwardly sobbing, but I think I just cried for the like entire 300 pages of that book just about mm-hmm. uh, because just so much was happening. It was so emotional. And I'd been with those characters for so many pages. Uh, I, I, I talked a lot of shit. I talked about how long this thing is and how much that irks me. I think some of the actual writing here is actually really, really good. Um, they do a good job of remembering supernatural as as through the words that dean tells sam mm. um i think some of the stuff of uh dean talks about the thing that got me in in all of this the thing that i think is probably the strongest is he talks about um there the first case he goes back to the pilot and he says you know mm. that that case with the woman in white uh he says he stood outside of sam's door for hours uh before he broke in and karate chopped Sam. Um, <laughs> he stood outside the door for hours. <laughs> um, he stood outside for hours. You know, he was afraid that Sam might tell him to get lost and he didn't know what he would have done. Um, and he says this, if I didn't have you, I, it, it, I didn't know what I would have done if I didn't have you because I was so scared because when it came down to it, it was always you and me. And I think that's like, the, I mean, that's the core of the show in a, in a lot of ways. Like, it's it's a show about the brothers' relationship. Um, it's a show about found family, and it's a show about overcoming things, and it's a show about these two brothers bringing people together in a way. And I, the idea that Dean, as presented in season one, which is this hyper-masculine, aggressive, over-the-top, um, super-confident, ladies man uh slick you know drifter guy and then 15 years later you have him in tears telling his brother like i was so terrified like our father was missing i didn't know what to do i didn't have you and i was so worried that you would reject me um i think that is a incredibly strong moment um Mm -hmm. sam responds to this and says you know i'm not um you know i don't want you to leave me and dean says i'm not leaving you i'm gonna be with you Right here, every day that you're living, every day that you're fighting, I'm going to be with you. Um, really, really strong stuff. Uh, and it goes on for a while. Like, there's there's a little bit more of a yeah. promising... He says all that stuff about, um, you know, oh, you were so smart, you're so strong. <laughs> like, all this stuff. Yeah. Which I don't think is Dean actively saying, I wish I was you. I think you're better than me. Um, I don't... I think there has been parts of Dean's life where he has felt like Sam is better than him. Um, but here, I don't think that's what this is. I think this is saying, Sam, I love you. Here's how much I love you. Um, I, that's, that's how I, I interpreted all that stuff. Just even, even the story about, um, standing outside the, his door and waiting for him. It's just, 
it, it, it tells us so much about Dean, but it also just says, like, Sam, I, I cared about you so much that I was so worried because I just cared about you so much. Um, and at, at the end, I mean, what else can you do? What else can you do? And him asking Sam to, to have him tell him that it's okay, that, that fucked me up a little bit. There was also the moment where uh, Dean says, like, after, you know, you were always so smart when we were kids. Um, when we were kids, you never took any of Dad's crap, and I never knew how you did that. And you think about the moment from uh, episode 17, I hope I'm getting that right, that should be right, um, where, you know, Dean is in such a, he's, 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 he's in such a mode to get back at Chuck that he's willing to pull a gun and, and draw it out on Sam, and Sam says, you were the only person that's ever protected me, you protected me from dad, you protected me from Lucifer, like, you... You were my brother. You've always been there for me, and and mm-hmm. that's one of the things that gets Dean to put the gun down and and like and now you have this mirrored where Sam said that to Dean, and now Dean is coming to Sam and saying you were so smart. Like you never, I never understood how you argued back with with my dad, like or with our dad, because he was this figure for me that I couldn't that I couldn't even approach. Like he was this immovable object, uh, and it's it's really really powerful. Like it, it's 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 written very well let me just say that like i think it's i just I think wish it's very, that, uh, very moving i just wish all this happened and they were like oh i'm okay <laughs> <laughs> actually i'm fine actually Whoops. everything is good there's a like sam's like yeah when you, as you were telling me all that i dialed 911 for my phone and like there's just an ambulance here because it's been yeah. eight minutes uh, and it's we're not been, that far been away so much time it's been so much time and, I, um, and look there's 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 I, when people when i say that like i don't want people to think like um I, I realize it's a TV show. Uh, I realize like the thing that they wanted to happen was to have Dean die. I think I don't know this for certain, but it definitely feels like they wanted Dean to die in this almost kind of casual way, as opposed to a heroic saving the world kind of way. I think they specifically wanted that dichotomy with Dean Winchester. Um, he specifically tells Sam like, "Don't try to bring me back. That always ends bad. Just go," uh, which we've seen before, and it, it you know has worked out in various different ways but like this yeah, time feels yeah. like especially after everything that i've gone through you know dean saying at the end of episode 19 that hey we're off the wheel like we're living our own lives now um like don't dedicate yourself to me just let me go uh and he does sam puts his hand over uh, uh over dean's hand um and says it's okay you can go dean says goodbye uh dean dies and sam begins to cry um and again i don't think i had this uh, the emotional reaction that you did um mm. and i'm i'm irked by again some of the mechanics of this um i i just you know death speeches shouldn't be this long <laughs> yeah no death speeches um, are always I, I again i don't know what happened to me no 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 i, 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 I don't want you to justify it, it at all like you, you felt it you you own it dude like that's i think that is i think that is extremely powerful you were getting me as you were talking about it like i got more emotional talking about it with you than i probably oh yeah about the same but um <laughs> I, like, I, yeah i just again i i don't know um it, it was such a it was just like a train wreck it was literally a train wreck happened yeah. in my heart and again, I don't know. I don't really know how I feel about this episode. I just know that this made me feel all those things about Supernatural that I thought I didn't feel anymore, um, or I forgot that I ever felt. You know, I forgot how important it was to me, and to be reminded like this, it was it was very very heavy. I cannot. I can't imagine if I if I, I mean this morning before I watched the episode, I could not possibly have imagined having the reaction that I had. Um, 
And that's just, that's just, it's crazy. It's crazy to me that, that I experienced those feelings. Um, it, and it was very, very powerful and very, very moving. And I'm weirdly very grateful to, to it because it was just something I haven't felt in so, 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 so long. The last time that, that I had that experience, some of our listeners probably weren't even born yet. It was like 17 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> like I was a, I was a baby. I was a preteen. <laughs> like sure, I, I, absolutely. And, and now uh, I'm a 31 year old man sobbing his eyes out over his coffee watching supernatural no i think it's i think it's a powerful thing chris like i, I think that um i think that, that kind of emotional catharsis is is extremely good and, and healthy and if you can get it from a show that you've been watching for however long and you've invested this much in the show like boy does it make a lot more sense that this podcast has been such a good time like it's mm. actually meant a lot to you that we covered supernatural i mean it, it I'm, I'm saying that as if it doesn't affect me too and it does like as much as I'm complaining about like the length of this scene specifically, like I was on the verge of tears throughout all of it. Like seeing Dean mm-hmm. go through this stuff, I just had that little voice in the back of my head that I can't get rid of. Going like, "How long? Right, is- right. Why didn't he just call a fucking?" I mean, like even if uh, even if it would been impossible, yeah. dial nine one one, drop the phone, have the conversation. Just let me think that right. you tried something. <laughs> right. um, and God, a, imagine uh, really- <laughs> imagine if you're that nine one one operator that's like, "What? I need an address." What? It's like yeah. that day with the with the with the woman in white saying, "He's where are you?" <laughs> We're in a barn. Um. Um. Yeah, that's it. There's a famous scene in Idiasha where a character gets an arrow through a th- through their throat mm-hmm. and then talks for like 17 minutes and then they die. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You can't do that. You can't do that. And I can't remember um, what I watched just recently. That was it, it, uh, there was another show that I had watched right before watching this that um had a, a a big character death and went through the same thing of like they're holding all of their guts in and it, I, I just need to tell you and it's just like. It, it, I um yeah anyway yeah I so watching this scene I was so vividly reminded of the very first time that I watched Supernatural. Steve was coming over. It was back at my my parents' house. Um, he after school I think came over. It was a Friday night or something, and he was like, "Dude, we're watching these DVDs. Like this show is great." I think he was already on like season four at that point uh, or season three, whatever. Um, and he brought over the big fat dvd case and he was like we're watching this i, like, <laughs> I really okay, thought you man. were about to say a big fat blunt for some reason no, i was no, like no, whoa no. <laughs> uh no we were sweet little innocent babies um yeah i it, it just so vividly brought back all those memories and all these experiences um yeah all right enough enough camping out on this it's it's you know we have to say goodbye to dean we and said goodbye to dean i I uh, logistically, I don't know how I feel about any of this. Just the emotion, emotional weight of supernatural on my heart. <laughs> and and as people hear Chris saying that, like, uh, that you should know that we're recording this um, several weeks in advance from when you're listening to it, even on the early feed. Uh, after like a week after you hear this, we're going to be doing a feedback episode, uh, and we're going to talk about your thoughts and feelings. You can write those in. You can. Um, there's a phone number that you can call if you want to leave us a voicemail. Um, that'll be in the show notes. I'll, I'll put that in the in the notes. So just go look at the the notes if you want to call us in. Call it in. Um, I'm going to watch the episode again. I might watch the final three episodes again. Um, we're going to do group viewings, or I'm going to do group viewings with the Discord. But I also just kind of want to watch them at my own pace as well. Uh, I think that feedback episode will have more. Um, like will give us the time to process some of this stuff Uh, and i you know on the other hand i i haven't really thought about it but i could definitely see how this is like almost a slap in the face to people who have put themselves in into dean and i think 
again, I said it before, but because I related to Sam, it felt like Dean was talking to me when he was saying goodbye. And so as a viewer of the show, I'm having this whole metaphorical experience with it. But if you relate to Dean, if Dean's your window into the show, I imagine it's a very different experience where it feels like you are being ripped away from something rather. I, I don't know. Um, but I can very much see how like, hey, they, they overcame so much and then he just dies. Um, although the show tries to then convince us that actually, no, this is dope. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a good thing. This is this is yeah. super great thing. Uh, so maybe maybe that's just how I look at it. Actually, actually, it's uh, dope. It's just Dean going to a, a much cooler place where you don't have to put gas in the Apollo. Apparently, um, yeah. I I again I I just want to go back to one thing and say that like the idea of either one of these guys dying on a hunt, um, like a real casual hunt, is is something that I can. I could see being very appealing. Like I see the appeal to that from a writing standpoint because it's it's very compared to all of the stuff that he has done. Like now, it just it makes him very human. It humanizes the character. It demystifies him. Right. Like he's not some he's not some person out of out of lore. That he's not some conquering hero. I mean, he's a hero, but like he's not like a mythological champion that's never died. Like oh yeah, he did all that stuff and then in the middle of a vampire fight, he got, he got clipped. Um, I yeah. see exactly why they, they, they did this. Uh, I, I don't, the thing that bugs me a little bit again is this next scene where we see, um, Sam and miracle, the dog burning Dean in a hunter's pyre, um, as you know, super sad music puts playing Sam is crying. And I know this is a COVID thing. I know the world was a much different place when they're filming these episodes. It is, I wish they would have done something. Um, and I don't know how, I don't know what, and I, there's probably no budget. I just like Jack put everybody back. Like, are you telling me Jody mm-hmm. and Donna aren't at, the, <laughs> I'm getting a little choked up. You think about it. Jody and Donna aren't at the fucking funeral pyre. <laughs> like mm-hmm. Charlie's not there. It's, new Bobby's not there. Like all of the people that, that Dean has known over the years, is not there. Not having like the send off for Azza, whatever his name was. Um, that they did for Azza was for Dean. I, it really, and it's emotional seeing, seeing Sam like build this thing by himself is, is a huge thing. Like it's, I, I it like, I can only imagine how it felt for Sam and I, and making those phone calls and getting people there w- just from an in universe perspective, but would have been like extraordinarily difficult, right? Like calling Jody and being like Dean's dead had to be one of, mm-hmm. would be one of the most difficult conversations you could possibly imagine. Um, and, I, and again, like from a show creating perspective, like getting those people there, would have been hard i'm sure uh it, it just it just really irritates me that we didn't get to see a lot of these characters mm-hmm. over, that we've grown to love over the last 15 years say goodbye um and it turned it into and i, I wanted to talk about this a little bit more at the end but like I, I think the reason that i'm disappointed in this episode and maybe a lot of people are is it completely ignores like the found family element that I feel yeah, like the show yeah. built itself on for fucking years. And this is like the very first time that we see that um, where, you know, it's just Sam there. And yeah. And it makes it feel very lonely. And it's like, yeah. did he just not want anybody there? Are they just going to ignore it? Is he walking back to a, to a bunker full of friends and neighbors who gave him some space and time to be alone? Or is like, what is, what's the situation here? You know, it's, um, it just makes it seem like Sam is alone. And then, leaves the hunter life never talks to anybody again uh and gets married <laughs> but he doesn't because um the next day his alarm goes off uh we can tell he's completely devastated he's not exercising like we saw him at the beginning of the episode 
he's making just one piece of toast instead of two because he usually made one for Dean. Um, he's sitting alone at the table, ignoring the dog. Um, he's openly crying, wandering the halls. And I am like this. This shit is getting me, Chris. Like I even just talking mm-hmm. about it, I'm getting a little misty. When he goes into Dean's room oh, and dude. he sees the the bed made the way that Dean left it and the bottle sitting in, like it's one day somebody you love will be gone and to feel that way to look this like made me feel those those feelings of of having to unpack that kind of thing and it's devastating and it's incredibly heavy and just watching a character that we've known for 15 years go through this mourning another character that we've known for 15 years um is is very heavy there's a um the they 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 go out of their way to show this a couple of times. Uh, as Sam like goes into the room and starts kind of looking around, we see like this file folder on the um on his table on Dean's table that's like open. Um, and I thought it was like a um like a case, right? Like a like an FBI case that he he was mm-hmm. putting together. Like they're they're looking for a hunt or something. Um, apparently, uh, according to our friends at the Discord, this was a job application. Um, oh. which it makes Dean's death even more fucking tragic to me that he was trying to get out of the life. Um, he was just trying to get a job, dude. Yeah, man. And, like and they wouldn't hire him. They wouldn't hire him at Walmart because he's just got no resume. He's got no work experience. He's like, this. They're like, man, you seem nice, but you're what, 42? And you ain't got no work experience. We looked it up and it says you died in whatever season four is. What does that even mean? That's uh, not even a year. It's not a year, man. What's going on? But man, season four. What do you mean winter? Is that what season, <laughs> what four, season is? four is? I don't understand. Which is the fourth season? It says here you're good with weapons, but I don't know that that really qualifies you to be a checker. Uh, I, and I don't know, you know, you can invent anything, and AO3 is there for you for all of your, you know, post finale fix it fan fictions that you want to read. Um, but it really, when I read that on the Discord, um, I. I just it really just kind of broke me just thinking that the idea of like oh they were like six months after you know Jack quote unquote fixed the world and Dean is like that was the time it took Dean to realize like maybe I don't want to do this like maybe there's something better for me and then he fucking dies in a vampire fight like it just made the whole it underlined all of the tragedy for me in a way that yeah uh, was just really brutal like it really fucking got me it almost seems a little mean for them to drop that on us it does seem a, maybe a little mean a little bit of salt like y'all, y'all, y'all already had me yeah you got you, me you didn't need you didn't need to bury me you know like Jesus Christ um, but the thing that happens here is a phone starts ringing um, Sam opens a drawer it's of course it's a bunch of phones like we've seen Dean have uh, a lot um, this one's labeled Dean's other other phone uh, Sam answers it, and it's somebody from Austin looking for Agent Bon Jovi, um, who's on a case with some bodies with no hearts, and Donna asks him to call. Um, and this felt really bad, too, Chris. Like, the idea that he's not finished mourning uh, Dean, and the amount of times... get back to work. Uh, the amount of times he said, like, I don't, I can't do this without you, Dean. Like, and now he has to fucking do it. Just sad, dude. It's fucking sad. Yeah, it's incredibly sad. Um, and we just watch Sam walk out, look back at the bunker. It just, uh, it's just so much to process when you're trying to watch the end of your favorite TV show to just be like, fuck, fuck. Um, anyway, here's our consolation prize. We cut back to see Dean and he's in heaven. Um, and he's just looking around at this big, like forest open field situation. 
Uh, and then we turn and we just see, we see Bobby just sitting there, sitting there with the beer. And um, Dean is like, oh, all right. What memory is this? Because I don't, this doesn't really fit anything specific. Because the rules of heaven that we know is that you relive all your best memories um, for eternity. Um, and Bobby explains, it's actually Bobby. We got the real Bobby here. This is not the, the new Bobby. Bobby, not the, uh, alternate universe Bobby. This is the real Bobby. And they do confirm, um, by the way, new- that he has been in heaven lockup this yeah. entire time. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so literally. We kept joking about that on the podcast and I don't think like we're proven right or anything. Like I'm not saying that, but like, it, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was uh, in heaven. That's fucked poor up. Poor fucking Bobby, up. man. Um, but he said that, um, yeah, heaven's different now. Nobody is squared away in their little boxes anymore. Um, when Jack became the new god, he, he he set heaven right. Now everybody gets to be together, gets to experience nothing but pure happiness together always. Um, uh, so, yeah, it's no longer just re- reliving your memories. He talks about how Rufus lives like five miles away. John and Mary are out there somewhere, too. Um, Bobby cracks a beer. Dean takes a sip of it and it says it tastes like the first beer he ever shared with his dad. Um, which, you know, we know we know John Winchester is the villain here. Does he doesn't deserve to be up there in heaven? But uh well he did he did go to hell and then he escaped. He was set loose from hell. So John Winchester is in heaven by um uh a workaround. Um but this is this is where the the only other mention we get of Castiel here, and this is where my head cannon takes over, because Bobby says that Jack and Castiel set him free, set things right in heaven, fixed everything. So in my head canon, Castiel is there. He's very busy doing stuff. He'll be by in a little bit. <laughs> from everything that I gather from this episode, Dean is in heaven for what feels like about an hour for him. Like yeah. He goes on a long drive. And, and at the end of it, Sam has lived his entire life. Um, and, so and, my and Bobby explains complete, like yeah he says yeah. that time and my complete good faith uh, interpretation of it is that Castiel is there and that he's not locked in the empty somewhere he is he is there and um, D- Dean's gonna see him soon he's just he just goes for a long drive first that's all I think this is um, so the Bobby stuff excellent um, nice scene real Bobby I guess um, even though it's not that much different than fake Bobby. Uh, the idea of Rufus, uh, who is apparently living with Aretha Franklin. I don't know if you picked that up. <laughs> that's yeah. that's his heaven. <laughs> um, uh, Mary and John being down the road is a real. Uh, that's a real. That's a this, real. This show is just obsessed with them. I know, I dude. And, and it, it's 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 it, the show is obsessed. Um, somebody in our Discord today said something. Um, and it, I think it was in relation to the new podcast that came out, like the official Supernatural podcast or whatever. Uh, that all of like the official supernatural um like lines all the people and everybody all the writers directors like it just very much seems like they have never understood why people like supernatural like it's almost like they have created <laughs> this world by accident and then didn't have any clues why the people were watching why people were watching it and this John and Mary stuff like we had this in episode 300 we talked about this um where it felt like a redemption for a character that a, I don't like didn't do anything to be redeemed and B that I don't necessarily want to see redeemed in the eyes of his sons. Um, mm. I have a real problem with it just being like, Oh yeah, Mary and John are down there and you're perfect heaven. Uh, when he just got like, he was literally just a few minutes ago with a fucking rebar through his chest saying, you know, you, you, you stood up to dad and I didn't know how you did that. Like 
he was such a huge figure in, in Dean's life. And I know dads are complicated, man. Like my relationship mm-hmm. with my father is extremely complicated and I will always love that dude. Um, it's just it's just feels really really weird listen like, notice notice how dean doesn't have to see rufus <laughs> yeah. a guy he didn't have the closest relationship to he doesn't have to see john and mary but he gets to know that they're out there and they're together which is a dream that he always had for them yeah. right mm-hmm. dean gets to know that they're together but he's not hanging out with them <laughs> he's at bobby's house he's at his real dad well that's house. not even you know I, don't, what I, mean? I don't know if you notice that's not even bobby's house that's harville bar when he walks away from it oh, to get to wow. the when he walks away from it to get to the Apollo because uh, the Apollo made it to heaven too because it was a really good car <laughs> it was yeah. just a really it was a solid car it made it to heaven I love that I don't yeah, know for sure, for sure. Um, but we see Harville Bar in the background like that was the and apparently there's um this is another wiki thing I didn't notice this there's some like carved monkey that's sitting beside Bunk- Bobby that was a ri- like a prop in the original bar back from the early seasons um, wow but uh, the second thing. And I, 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 I'm sorry I'm being so negative, Chris. Like I, I, I warned people at the beginning, but like this idea that Jack was like, "We're gonna fix heaven. I'm gonna pull cast from the empty." Um, and then I like your head cannon, but like, where, where, where the fuck is Castiel in this? Like, I, I'm sorry, dude. Like, there's it, the idea that these last two episodes just don't deal with the th- with the huge confession that happened at the end of episode 18 and i guess I, that kind of sours that because yeah. the show didn't want to deal with it yes yeah, showrunners they didn't want to deal with it they didn't want it they let it happen they didn't want it um and they don't want to deal with it they they're like here we gave it to you now leave us alone that's which is which is kind of ugly and it is um, it's ugly and, it and it's, I, I think it's i think it puts a pall over the rest of like the emotional stuff that they're going for um, which is to focus almost solely on Sam and Dean as the as the core of the show. Uh, which, like, again, granted, is was the core of the show at one point. I think, like, you could, the art you could argue that like the relationship between these two boys is what made the show popular. Um, and I think that that would have carried them far. I don't think they would have gotten to where they are now without the found family stuff. I don't think that they would have gotten to where they are without Castiel, without Bobby, without Jody, without Donna, without Claire, without Kevin. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like all of these characters Mm -hmm. helped them get to where they are and to just scale all of that back in the last episode. Because at the end of this, uh, after Dean takes a drink of that beer, he's like, you know, this is almost perfect. And this is when Bobby says, don't worry, he's going to be along. Time up here is different. You'll have everything you want to want or need or you can dream. So what are you going to do now? Uh, and, of course, Dean's going to go drive for the Impala. Um, and he's going to just yeah. go. And he, I, um... and he starts playing. Music starts playing. We get Carry On My Wayward Son in the middle of the episode. Like, we didn't get a um, a road so far at the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is good. Uh, carry On right here fits really, really well. I but it's just really frustrating. Castiel's not here at all. Yeah. I just invented my favorite uh, end scene for this, okay. and it's uh, Sam and Dean and Heaven are t- you know together, mm-hmm. um, but they're in a huge crowded bar. Maybe they're in uh, Harvell's bar here, uh-huh. and every single person that they've ever met is there. They're at a huge party, uh, and just to show, you know, hey, yeah, sure, they're the core of the show. From across the bar, Sam and Dean aren't hanging out with each other. They're with each other all the fucking time. From across the bar, mm-hmm. they lock eyes, give them a little nod, and then they go back to chilling with all these other dozens of people who have had huge impacts on their lives yeah uh just so that they can have this recognition between each other that says it's not just us anymore look at look at all of this um which i wish the show would have celebrated more look it's not just sam and dean look they aren't alone anymore they have all of these people 
they were alone for so many years because of the way that their father raised them. And even after that, they, they were fighting and dying and trying to save the world so often that they were alone. But as time went on, they stopped being alone. First it was Castiel and Bobby and then all these other people who, who joined their family. And that was what the show seemed to be going for until the end here where they're like, let's just back that up for a second. Like Sam doesn't like, <laughs> okay, well, we'll get to Sam. So I mean, and this is where it starts. So as he as Dean takes off, Carry On My Wayward Son starts playing, and then um, there's actually not a lot that happens in the rest of this episode. Um, a lot of this is a montage. So we see Sam in a park uh, walking with what is very obviously his son. The son is wearing little overalls that say Dean on the outside. Um, great way to get your kid kidnapped, I think. <laughs> like, put a fucking name tag on the baby so he could, so some stranger could be like, "Hey, Dean, come here." Of course, I know you. I'm Uncle. <laughs> Jesus. I'm 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 Uncle Candy Van. Come here, Dean. <laughs> come here, little Dean. Um, D- we we go back and forth between Sam's family, um, and and Dean jamming out and just driving through the this really cool looking like forest area that, that it Dean's looks. In. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, we see like a room full of photos of all the Winchesters um, as Sam is helping his, like, now teenager Dean with homework. Yeah, it's funny. This is the time where I was like, okay, I can catch my breath. All right, I'm fine. I'm fine now. <laughs> I'm fine. As the wigs were getting a little bit more prominent yeah. uh, in my mind and knowing it was coming. I This is legitimately when I was like, all right, I'm fine. The emotions are over. <laughs> and, I'm okay. And this, and then we get uh, what I put in my notes is old, crazy-looking Sam, um, <laughs> who is <laughs> pulling the cover all, off the Impala um and getting in and for like number one like this is this is the bad wig uh like it's an old gray haired yeah they put him in weird weird a weird wig with weird glasses Mm -hmm. and i just think a little less a little less i still would have been like that's old sam that's fine just didn't quite get there i believe it just didn't get there um yeah and uh i legitimately thought sam was going to kill himself in this scene like uh no it did give that vibe a little bit like Like he's about to turn the engine on and shut all the windows yeah yeah yeah. and i'm glad he didn't um but he like as he grabs the wheel, he feels real like these real strong emotions. Um, that was the only part of like really any of this that that got me was him slowly putting his hands over the wheel, and I just feel like you know the memory, the all the the memories that we all have of Supernatural are flooding through Sam, and so a lot of that came back to me and thinking of Dean. Uh, after this scene, we we go we cut to Dean. He's still driving. We cut back to Sam, who is now very old. He's in a hospital bed in his house um, as. Uh, now, you know, young adult Dean comes up. Um, young adult Dean has an anti-possession tattoo uh, mm-hmm. on his arm. Um, Sam is super old. I put it in my notes, Sam is old as shit. <laughs> I don't know why He's I wrote shit. that. The, um, <laughs> the anti-possession tattoo, at first I didn't really think about it, but afterwards I was like, I think that this is that Sam found a way to balance it because we never saw him doing Hunter stuff with his son. Mm-hmm. We only saw regular stuff, homework, playing catch. Um so in my mind, this was this was how Sam eventually let his son in on this, pre- gave him some tools and some preparedness without mm-hmm. making it his life. So and Sam dies here, um, and you know we we're gonna get to the heaven stuff in just a minute, but I want to talk about this like montage because I feel like it is. Um, it, it, I, I feel like again I, I'm gonna go back to that thing where like really saccharine country music is just out to you know give you the non-consensual pluck um as we mm-hmm, as we talked mm-hmm. about earlier um and it, it it very much felt like that and it also felt like that it was giving us an ending without actually telling us about the ending 
Uh, yeah, we just blur through Sam's life, and I know it's because the ending was they're all in heaven together. But that's um, but that's that feels like such a fucking cop out to me because and just speaking yeah. of blurs, by the way, we we neglected to mention that like Sam's got a wife um, that you see. Yeah, it, you, I, you see I, in I, the so <laughs> I had heard I had heard some of the stuff about Sam, um, and I just I was like, oh, does he marry Eileen? But uh, I don't know. I thought it was his Genevieve, like Jared's actual wife sure. in yeah. Ruby in the background. And they just blur her face so that you don't see. And I was Ruby like, well, they're just, they're not going to show it because like, you know, she's not Ruby. He didn't marry Ruby. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's, that's, um, but I bet with like COVID, I just, I legit thought it was her. I legit thought it was her and they kept her blurry. And I was like, that's a little weird. With uh, <laughs> And even with COVID restrictions, like that would make sense, right? Like if you had a stand in, um, yeah. like she's been with me this whole time. She's definitely not got COVID. I don't have COVID. So like, just put her in the background or blur her face. Um, the, you know, we don't see any, anything important to me in Sam's life. Like all we see is that he raised this child, Dean. Like again, we're it's it's back to a, a a story about a father and his son or whatever. And it's horrifying to me, Chris, to be honest with you, that he would have found that balance and that he would have taught his son how to hunt. Like it's, <laughs> maybe it's, he didn't. Maybe he just got the tattoo because it's a family crest thing. But I mean, like having like trying to, it's horrifying to try to like. Oh, I have I, I had this life. I had these years of knowing that like what what's out there and that he didn't that he let his son get exposed to it and and if if he didn't then like show me that argument like we have some time mm-hmm. <laughs> you, got mm-hmm. spot, you got I think you, the, the reason that I initially was like yeah he told him about it because I didn't like the idea of it falling apart because he couldn't manage two different lives I was I, like that's, he's just that's interesting he, though this yeah. is not interesting that that what you just said is an interesting thing yeah. <laughs> that is well, they wanted to just tie a little bow on it yeah um. The other it's, it's, it does it does unfortunately feel very hollow because I didn't really feel anything that was happening for Sam until he was in heaven with Dean. Then I was like, oh, okay, here we go, the end of your journey. All right, but all this stuff with a nameless, faceless <laughs> wife. <laughs> I um, um there, it, there's also yeah. the scene when Sam dies in the hospital bed and like they zoom out and you see these huge like oil paintings. Um, I find it. And again, I know that we're ending this series, and the series is Sam and Dean, and it's about the Winchesters, right? But he's got this enormous picture of John and Mary and Sam and Dean uh, from what looks like the time that they brought John Winchester through time into season fifteen, which mm-hmm. is f- or thirteen mm-hmm. or whatever, which is fucking hilarious to me. They had they had somebody take a photo had someone so yeah like is that Castiel? Did Castiel make the oil painting for this? Like who the fuck did Jack do this? Uh, yeah, but if you look at the rest of the pictures, it was one of the bunker boys outside. They're of like, course, uh, of course, it was the it was the artist bunker boy who's just out there. I got there. a carton of marbles on your uh, uh, with your name on it. You can come in here and <laughs> yeah. work a camera for us. Yeah, I got a package for little pastels and some Marlboros, man. Come here and do me a favor. But it was all, it's all <laughs> Sam and Dean, like, and that's the that's another thing that was irritating is presumably half his life he's been with Blursula and, and Dean Jr. And, like, there's no pictures of them. There's no... There, there's no nothing about his family after that, and it feels mm. like it. It was just as I was watching this, which was supposed to be like this emotional moment where Sam has finished his life, and he's dying. Then he just look up, and I'm like, I'm surprised he doesn't. He's not still in the fucking bunker for all that you've showed me about his yeah. life. Like it's yeah. Again, well, he gets to heaven, and, and Dean's like, "What's up?" And he's like, "I got divorced, man." <laughs> 
Don't get married. Don't dude. get married, dude. That shit sucks. And Dean's like, "Are you serious?" He's like, "Oh yeah, man. Fucking fucking women, man. Let me tell you, they those fucking women, women fucking he's suck." Like, he's just, like the stereotypical like misogynist like husband dude. It's just like, dude, fucking three ex wives later. I man, I wish I was the one who died. Ex wife two, Dean took the fucking Impala. Can you believe that shit? I'm telling you, I knew she was trash when I married her. Shouldn't have fucking married her. Dean's like, Whoa. you thought hell was that? You ain't never met my second wife. Now we've, you know what? Now okay, now we've figured out why Eileen is not in the in the, because like she, yeah. he just ruined that relationship and she he left his ass. Her ass dude. He, he she left his ass and then we had oh, yeah, she divorced him. Yeah, yeah. She, she divorced him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's why the son doesn't care uh, because you know stepmom number two or three, he's not gonna give a fuck about it at that point. He doesn't give a fuck, dude. <laughs> and he's like, and when Sam's like, tell me it's okay to go. Son's like, yeah, dude. Yeah, dude, get the fuck out. <laughs> been saying that my whole fucking life, dude. I haven't been able to tell um, you a lot of things, and I'm not gonna do it on your deathbed. <laughs> I know how you feel about gay people. Um. <laughs> um. Well, yeah, I'm no, sorry. Right. I'm sorry. I, I'm you sorry. Know, they tried sorry. to. It's, it's. They tried to pull the parallels. Um, I, and, and, Dean, and, I think. I think we're supposed to be like you know, Dean's memory lives on through the legacy of this you know nephew that he now has, and blah blah blah. I don't know. It's just they just fly through it so fast you're like okay yeah. and you're still in shock from dean's death that you're like what what is going on it's an ending without anything that builds up to an ending like it's just honestly they should have just killed dean last episode in the battle with chuck he should have been defeated somehow dean dies in the fight um he says his mournful mournful goodbye to to sam slowly and i'll see you on the other side and he fades away for some reason into light <laughs> Yeah, uh, and Chuck's dies too. Um, and then, hey, and hey, then, li- and listen to this. You know what? Jack looks at Sam, who is devastated, and saying, "You know, Jack, you have to bring him back. You have God's power." And he says, "I can only bring him. I can. I can bring him back, or I can put him in heaven with Castiel." And then, boom, like fucking sold. And I bet even Sam would be like. Wait, what happened with him and Castiel? Are they dating? I didn't I didn't know what was going yeah. on there. <laughs> he never Sam, told me about anything. Like, Samkissingcouples.net has no idea <laughs> about any of the I, I know I feel like a big a big thing probably with fan fiction is that people love to have Sam watching on absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. as the two of them don't realize their feelings for each other. But in in Mo- the Monster of the Week verse, it's a little <laughs> different where um Castiel's he's fully on board, mm. Dean's reluctant to admit his feelings. Sam doesn't doesn't know he doesn't even know anybody's home, dude. Yeah, like, no clue. Absolutely, no he's clue. No clue what's going yeah, on. Yeah. Um, which <laughs> which one is the mom? Asked Sam. Uh, Wait, what? I think I think you could think of like a, about a zillion better ways to to deal with Dean's death um, and subsequent arrival into heaven um, than than what they did. I think you could do a much better job with with Sam's death. And look, Monday morning podcasting is fucking easy as hell. We can sit here and just just out of our mouths spring forth the creative idea of babes. We can just like make anything we want to up. Uh, listening to that supernatural podcast and hearing one time um, the, an episode in season one where uh, they were on set for like six hours while they were trying to get like a lighting set up, um, and then they just cut them and we're like, "Hey, we're not going to get to it today." It made me realize like, "Oh, this shit's probably really difficult." Like, there's a reason <laughs> that this shit's mm-hmm. so hard, and I understand that. I think just but from a core like idea, this is not only bad badly executed; it was poorly conceived, and that's my problem with it. Like, I just all of this stuff is just so yeah. yeah. It's it, and again, it we goes, rushed through so much of the season. Of course, impacted by COVID at the end here, but we rushed through so much of the season doing kind of nothing having a little tidbits here and there and then putting four episodes into season or into episode 19 
and and then just flying through this. Like if if the death had happened last episode, and then we it ends, you know, Dean fades away or whatever, and then we see him wake up in heaven, um, uh, and and things are are cool, and then that's our cliffhanger for the next episode. Uh, then this episode we follow Sam through his journey of coming to accept it, of honoring Dean's memory, whatever he's doing. Meanwhile, uh, we see Dean reuniting with on a road trip in heaven to meet all of his old friends Hell again. Hell yeah. Uh, Excellent. Great. And then at the very, very end of the episode, Sam dies, and him and Dean meet up just like they do in this, and it's like, we're back together, bro. All, all good. All smiles. Yeah, everybody's happy. Absolutely. Um, But, so what happens? Uh, Sam dies in the hospital bed. Um. This has all been happening as uh, Carry On My Wayward Son is playing the original version, right? Um, and then as that song ends, which is around the time that Sam dies, a different version of Carry On My Wayward Son starts playing. Uh, an arguably worse version of Carry On My Wayward Son. It sounds like a kind of a modern industrial version. I didn't look up who, who's, who, who wrote it, who sung it or anything. I don't know anything about this cover. I thought it was really weird that that happened. Like, just a yeah. going from. That's when I like noticed that the song was playing. Suddenly, I was like, "Oh, whoa, yeah, wait, it's um, different now." It's different now. And though we do get a, we get some of the verse that we don't normally hear with Supernatural. Yeah, about mm-hmm. some of the more positive sounding lyrics, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's. I just I wanted to point that out because it's weird. Uh, after Sam dies, the scene fades out. Um, we fade up on the Apollo crossing like a wooden bridge. Uh, Dean gets out and he kind of walks up and we can see, see him pretty close to the camera and he smiles. Um, and without looking around, he says, Hey, Sammy. And he's the same. He says, Dean, there's a brand new version of Americana, which is what I've always called the, uh, brother theme, um, which mm. I'd love to get. I've, I've said this for years, but I'd love to get like a modern version of the soundtrack with all of the stuff that wasn't included in the first five seasons. This, yeah. this version of Americana is really, really good. Um, they stare out over the water and the camera zooms way, way, way out and it fades out. And that's the fucking show. Um, I'm curious on Netflix. Did you have the, 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 the cast and crew shot? Did you have this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This fucking sucks. Yeah, it fades, this it fades fucking out and then sucks it, so bad. It's so bizarre. Put <laughs> that on this. a YouTube clip. Don't put that at the end of the episode. Um, I wanted them to just hang, let it be its thing. Let it sink in. Um, and then, it, yeah, it just cuts to Jared and Jensen saying thank you for watching for 15 years, which is, you know, it, it's nice, but that's a DVD bonus feature, 100%, you know? 100%, um, absolutely. And then the camera pulls back, we see Bobby's there, um, and then the whole crew is on the bridge with them, which is like, again, that's nice, that's nice. But Fucking it felt really bonus, jarring. Bonus material, after, dog. Bonus material. After how much I had sobbed yeah. 15 minutes prior, I didn't, to then just be like, oh, what? And before, <laughs> but I, we, we, we obviously didn't cover this episode, and I have no, I don't know that you could pay me to do it at this point, but like before this episode, there was like an hour long like special about, you know, with all of the actors talking about Supernatural or whatever. And I feel like if you're going to make your goodbyes, like that's the time that you had a whole 45 minutes to an hour to do that. Like this, putting this at the end of the shot. And and look, I know like there's cast that, and there's crew and cast that have been with this show for the very fucking beginning, and everybody has grown up with the show. It's hugely important to them, but that's not what you're making. You're making an episode of television. I, I just thought this was. I don't want to say it was like. <laughs> it just fucking sucks, Chris. Like yeah, if you had, if you had time to do this, you had time th- to put Castiel in the episode. That's all I'm fucking. Saying. I think the the blurred lines between like the creators uh you know cast crew whatever and and the fans um maybe the the separation was a little too thin there where everybody kind of feels like they're 
with their family, which is, I'm sure, an amazing feeling for so, 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 so many people. Um, but, and I, I think the show at many times got caught up on trying to uh, please the fans or trying to belittle the fans, unfortunately, which is something that I do think they kind of have done on purpose sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, just depends on who's, who's uh, in the crosshairs, you know? Um, so it just, it, yeah, it was a little weird. Cause I, I know that there's, there's a thin separation between fans and, and the cast and crew and all that. So I understand, I guess why they did it. It is a unique show. Not any, there's re- really no, nothing to compare it to that has existed this way, you know? So, um, I don't know, but it's, we're at the end, we're at the end of Supernatural. Um, we're at the end of, of, of this podcast that we started five years ago. And, um, there's more to come, of course, more supernatural to talk about. Um, but yeah, it's it's so strange. Excuse me, that was a burp, not a. Not not, a you weren't you were choking up burp. or anything. Um, my choking, I I'm I am run dry, thankfully. I was so worried. When I called Jess after, I was like, yeah, I mean, um, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> like, I couldn't talk. It was fucked up. I mean, there's there's a couple of times that I got emotional, like just now talking about it. Like, just I can't uh, I can't overstate how odd it was that I had such an, an emotional explosion <laughs> while, while watching the episode. Again, I, I re- re- repeat myself a thousand times. I was, I was mourning the show, I guess. I was mourning a piece of my life. Um, and I, I think, despite all that, I, maybe because crying is cathartic, and I should maybe do that more than once every ten years, um, I think I came out of it feeling very positive about my love for Supernatural mm-hmm. and about the impact it had on my life. Which, again, just keep circling back to the same thing I've been saying, which means that I don't really know how I feel about this episode. Because I just reflected on the series. And you know me. You know, I, like, when a thing ends, I'm like, I love it so much because it made me have feelings. Um, and then a year later, I'm like, it was fucking dog shit. Uh, <laughs> so give it time. We'll see how I feel. I, um, you know, I think that something you said there made me remember something I wanted to, to, to stress during this episode, in which, you know, I think I've been pretty negative um like i won't lie about some of the emotional moments but i also can't lie about like just being overly disappointed and again in the the conception Mm. and in in the subsequent execution of the show uh but what this doesn't do is ruin the other 326 episodes um most of which over the course of monster of the week i have been pretty positive on like there's only it's kind of remarkable uh we've had some like you know, episodes that we've completely forgotten about that d- aren't bad enough to be to stick in your mind and not good enough to stick in your mind. Um, but there's only a handful of episodes I can think of the top of my head where I just could not stand and that, like, I will actually skip them on a subsequent rewatch. Um, and that's, like, crazy. Uh, and, like, all of the stuff that I love about Supernatural is still there. And I definitely mm-hmm. understand now why I saw people saying that, oh, episode... 1518 is the finale or 1519 is the finale like we're not going to acknowledge that 1520 exists and i and i get it like it is a it is a real just 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 a bad punctuation mark at the end of what is a really beautiful and terribly long running sentence um yeah. to just really abuse that metaphor i I will go back and watch Supernatural one day. Uh, I've been listening to Supernatural podcasts, like I recommend, like I mentioned earlier, and um, hearing them talk about early episodes like made me like, oh man, that's fucking ep- that's great. Supernatural's mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, they don't have it mentioned Chuck once. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I, so like this episode doesn't retroactively ruin any of the episodes for me. Uh, there's moments of this episode that I'm I'm gonna remember and that I'll take out of this. Um, and, and I've I've talked about them extensively. Like the you know parts of Dean's speech I I really really enjoy and I think are very powerful. Uh, and you know watching the pilot now and picturing Dean sneaking into that room after standing out there being terrified for hours, like it gives you a different perspective on that character. Like you could rewatch season one, two, three, four, five with that, with that in the back of your head, right? Um. Mm-hmm. And I think that's good. I think that's maybe what a series finale should do. It should change the way that you, it should either completely button up all of the loose ends or it should maybe set out to try to change the way that you think about the show that you're, that you're watching. Mm-hmm. I, um, and, and this does that, uh, doesn't do it super great, but also I don't ever have to watch it again if I don't want to. Um, right. and I will, right. like I, a lot of people, yeah, I, I probably will at some point in the near future for, to actually discuss it um and the season as a whole um yeah i i, I go back and forth because sometimes i'm like i don't i need a long break from supernatural mm-hmm. and then i watch this and even though i didn't love a lot of the nonsense happening um it did remind me how much it used to mean to me and then realizing oh it still does because i wouldn't be having this reaction if it didn't mean anything to me um so in, in a way it like made me just want to go back and relive those moments um i don't know it's been a roller coaster. It's been very, very, very emotional. <laughs> it's a, uh, it, 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 like you said, it is, it is a very big thing to have been watching a show for this long, to be doing a podcast about it for this long. Um, we covered every single episode of the TV show Supernatural, with not including the podcast that you're that people are currently listening to. There is four hundred and twenty eight hours and twenty five minutes of us talking about Supernatural. Oh my god! Um, that we started this as a joke, yeah, sort of. Five years ago, um, it went from a comment on a podcast to a DM to, oh, shit, are we really doing this? Um, and I don't know. You know, there was never there was never any point where I thought we weren't going to do it because we were just like from the beginning, we were so consistent when we just like locked it down um, that I never thought, oh, oh we're not we're not going to finish it. But it was just so hard to ever imagine getting to the end of Supernatural. Um, Entering, like entering season fifteen was obviously big, but then it was like, well, we got till like February, right? Like you know, there's so there's so much time, and then we actually hit the year twenty twenty two, and then realizing like, oh, oh, that's <laughs> we're really fucking far close. sooner than I thought it was, <laughs> and maybe I haven't unpacked all my feelings about this show yet, and oh no, oh god, oh please give me another minute, I need more time. Um, and the weird thing is like this recording this episode so early, we're three and a half weeks for it to be. T- before it's going to be released like we, we've got like we're talking way in the future now um and it's and it's bizarre <laughs> like it's just weird the way that and this I, is going to work oh, out did I, I said this in the discord i don't know if you saw this i had a dream last night where or i guess this morning like right before i woke up where somebody mystery person no face um said why does this feel like a goodbye and i responded because it is and then i woke up and i felt really really weird um and that's a, that is of course the what castiel and dean say to each other yeah so may, may, i was just dreaming about supernatural because i knew i was going to wake up and finish it but the fact that it was even in my dreams last night shows that like on a subconscious level supernatural is like seeped into who i am as a person which i think i i think i really truly did forget i forgot how much it meant to me how much i was like you know 
emulating it kind of like i wanted to be like these guys um like and dress like them and be cool which is really embarrassing to admit no, no. Um, i mean you still thank, dress like thank, them like, so it's fine i mean and i always said i kind of already did dress like them before because they just dress like dudes yeah. thankfully so um they, you know they don't have their little peaky blinders hats or anything like that so i got off easy um but uh but yeah you know it, it really it really did seep into me and um i clung on to it and i'm gonna keep repeating myself um and it just Watching this, it definitely reminded me how much it was it was important for me to to watch the show, to form the friendships that I formed, um, you know, well, now with the podcast with you. Um, so it's it's Supernatural has just been a huge part of my life. And, and I think I need to sit with that and, and appreciate that and, you know, understand how how much it affected me and just be, I guess, grateful for it. Be Be grateful that it existed and that we got to do this and. I'm gonna stop talking now. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's, cause I'm I'm a little emotionally worn out from this from this podcast episode. So uh, yeah, it's been a long day. I watched this at like nine a.m. <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about what happens next. Um, so we mentioned this earlier, but after this episode, um, like we usually do, we're gonna have a feedback episode. Uh, that's also gonna serve as a place for Chris and I to talk about our feelings about season fifteen as a whole. Uh, to talk probably a little bit more about the finale as well as our thoughts and feelings about the series as a whole. Uh, we are not going to have a guest on that episode as we use, as we normally do. Uh, we would normally have somebody on. I um, I can't... Normally when we pick guests, we want to pick friends, basically. <laughs> like we, we just really like bringing our friends mm-hmm. on that uh, have been supporters of us and that, you know, we, we know we'll be have a fun conversation. Uh, I think that with the feedback we've gotten already and with the conversations that I want to have with Chris during that episode, I just, I think a third person would be a little weird. I think it would just be a, a little bizarre. So it's just going to be me and Chris for the final feedback episode. If you want to write in um, Twitter DMs, fine. Uh, you can go to the website, monsterthweek.cool. There should be a contact page on that. You could use that. Um, you can send us a voicemail if you would like to. Uh, you can call in at 337 337- um five one six zero three two nine uh leave us a voicemail uh th- those might be edited for brevity and for clarity uh, just keep you mind you might not get the whole voicemail in there but those will be played and is there a place for international people to reach out so uh people have asked us that you can just email us like if you just want to record yourself talking into a computer you can do that uh monster podcast at gmail.com someone else uh i believe this was bella on uh twitter said that they could use instagram to send a voice memo you're our instagram mods so i don't know how any of that works i I, yeah if you get i don't know how we would get it off of instagram if we could i mean you could do like a phone recording and then send that to me and then i could record my phone with my phone we could do like a screen recording and then (laughs) i I, I don't i really don't know uh that if you if you want to do that via instagram sure that's fine um it, shit if you want to if you want to tag us on fucking tiktok <laughs> like i will i will figure out how to get that audio <laughs> from tiktok if that's what you if that's what you have to do uh we're at monster of the week podcast over there too i think um but the easiest thing to do is to call the phone number or or to uh use the contact form uh we'll include a bunch of stuff uh we'll talk about your thoughts and feelings um that episode should be coming out on february 17th and then Chris and I are going to take a break. Uh, so to talk about future stuff just a little bit, um, we're going to have a new weekly show that we're going to be mm-hmm. announcing um, soon. Uh, it will be after 
Monster of the Week goes on hiatus for a little bit. Uh, we'll be co- talking about uh, a show that is uh, near and dear to both mine and Chris's hearts. Uh, and we think that a lot of people, a lot of Supernatural fans will come over. Um, as for Monster of the Week, our plan is to kind of leave Monster of the Week as it is. Uh, we we like the idea of people being able to go on the internet, search for Supernatural podcast, and then find a Supernatural podcast without having to go back 50 episodes before the Supernatural starts. Um, so, And we also have plans for new content. So Chris and I have some ideas about episodes uh, that we want to record ourselves. Um, I've got some people lined up for interview type uh, episodes. that we're gonna, So we're going to bring on some guests and talk to them. Um, I've got three or four of those already kind of lined up and waiting that I think will be very, very cool. One, Chris, that I haven't even talked to you about, so that'll be a surprise. Um, and then probably towards the end of March, uh, we're, we're going to be ready to announce our new thing. Uh, in my mind, the way we're going to do that is the way that we have shown our uh, season vid- music videos. Uh, we're going to do like a YouTube premiere of the new theme of the new video. Um, and then maybe after that YouTube premiere, Chris and I will get on a YouTube stream or a discord stream and talk about what we're going to do and why we chose what we did. Um, Mm -hmm. and then, uh, probably shortly after that, you'll have access, start having access to those episodes and we're going to be going weekly again. So if you have questions about that stuff, uh, just email us, add us on Twitter or whatever, but that right now is the plan. Also that plan could entirely fucking change because it's going to be, it's like a month away. Um, there's a bunch of movie parts to that that have to work out, but hopefully around the end of March, we'll we'll be, we'll be ready to, to pick it up. Um, and forgive us for taking some time off. Like we said, we've been doing this for a long time. Um, we're not actually going to take any time off. I think Chris and I still plan to record every single week at least. So (laughs) we're just going to take time off from posting, I guess, but, uh, we want to, we want to build up a little bit of a, of a buffer like we normally do. Um, and then, and then announce the stuff when we're ready. So yeah. Uh, I feel like I've been talking for a long time. Chris, do you have any, anything that you want to say? No, I mean, if you've been here, whether you started three episodes ago or you started five years ago with us, thank you for, for coming along for the ride. Um, it's, it's, it's really been a pleasure to, to interact with so many people over the years, to get to know so many people and um, to, to know that people think we're funny and people have, uh, have liked what we've done. It's very, very, very gratifying. And it's, it's meant a lot to have everybody with this this whole time. And I hope that people stick around and keep hanging out with us. Cause um, it's, it's, it's been wonderful it has been great um like i said the recent surge on twitter of people reaching out and talking to us has been really cool don't ever hesitate to do that we're we're you know we're super friendly guys we, we like talking to people on the internet at least i do chris doesn't actually like talking to anybody on the internet i love talking to people on the internet i'm just very shy okay <laughs> uh but don't hesitate to reach out and um we're, we're, we'll do our best to respond uh that's it chris Go to go to go to patreon.com slash monster of the week. That's always a cool thing to do. Buy shirts. Uh, we'll be back next week with a feedback episode with all of your thoughts and feelings. Bye everyone. I didn't expect to get emotional during that. I'm gonna be honest with you. I um, I almost, it's, I it's almost, just a lot to unpack. I almost cried a couple of times during that, thinking about some of that stuff. So, uh, I guess I don't hate that finale as much as I maybe let on. Hold on, let me get my mic. Yeah, I mean, it's just, oh, my knees. It's, it's just a heavy. It's heavy all around, and I, I really don't, I don't even know how I feel. I don't know how I feel about the episode. 
I just know that it made me feel a lot of emotions. Um, but I'm glad that it didn't come out because I like couldn't talk earlier because I was like so heavily impacted by my feelings. I could tell reading is... your reading your Discord thoughts. I'm seeing you typing that you were just like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, it like. I like legit like I don't I can't remember little fiction has made me cry that hard one time before that and I know I said that but like you know I'm not always the happiest guy I can be in my feelings a little bit and I can be obsessive about the stuff I like but like like there's a scene in Final Fantasy 8 that always gets me you know it's my favorite game from when I was a child throughout my whole life I've gone back and played it there's a certain scene that always kind of hits me a little bit but I get like choked up you know (laughs) like and that's it like oh I'm a little I'm a little verklempt, you know? It's a little something in my chest climbing up, a little mist mist a little mist in the eyes. This was dude, this was like ugly sobbing. It was fucked up. I don't know what happened. It happens, dude. <laughs> so, it happens every once in a while. Like sometimes it just gets you and you just, you know, it unlocks something inside of you. I'll be very honest with you. I I would very much like to have a huge choking, sobbing, crying experience right now. I feel like I have a lot of weird shit in my, yeah. I need to I need to I guess I need to finally watch that ten minute version of uh Taylor's um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. going to try to do a repeat of <clears throat> last week's performance by Chris um, where he just vamped for 20 minutes with the help of their Discord. So I posted on the Discord if anybody had any pressing questions and the only person that's answered says is our, is our local Dean slash Edgar Shipper um, and they say, dang it, now my mind just goes blank. Um, <clears throat> shipping Dean and Edgar, you know, I don't li- really like the phrase. I don't want to yuck anybody's yum anymore. Um, Cause I think sometimes you just need to, to yuck some stuff, but also shipping Dean with a, with a lizard who has a kink for being eaten is I'm not, I, I don't like using words like weird. It is. Um, I'm going to say unconsciousable. I don't even know if that's a word. I think I added some syllables in there. I don't, I just don't think that it's a, it's not appropriate for anything. It just just don't I don't even think we need to put that on AO3 like <clears throat> I don't, just don't just just don't do that it's not good stuff see I'm really bad at vamping I can't I can't just sit here and come up with stuff like Chris does Chris would have like a whole conversation about Lord of the Rings right now where he told you about Aragorn and Olifail or whatever the fuck he told me the other day that all wizards in Lord of the Rings are 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 fairies or no 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 not fairies they're angels he he just sent me a text and said did you know Gandalf was an angel and to have, still having a large amount of time 
Lauder's amount of problems processing what that could possibly mean. I don't. I didn't know they were angels in Lord of the Rings universe. I don't remember ever reading anything about that. Like, because most people have just read like maybe The Hobbit and the books and then watch the movies. Uh, I can't. I, I mean, I've watched the extended editions and I'm pretty sure there was no angels there. I one of these days I'm going to get Chris on the microphone and we're just going to go real detailed conversation about Lord of the Rings to find out everything that he knows. Not just sword related stuff either. Not just swords and wizards, but also like, you know, actual facts and stuff. Uh, the local Dean Edgar shipper says, do you think Dean would enjoy reading Samuel Delaney's novels? I'm reading Dahlgren right now. And it's one of, it's one long gay post-apocalyptic hallucination. Too late. We can't answer that question, Dean Edgar Shipper, because Chris is here. <gasps> Hello. Hello. Do you know who Sam Samuel Delaney is? Um, no, no, I don't. Okay, neither do I. So I didn't have to answer that question. The so. name sort of sounds familiar, but hey, Chris. Hi, Jeremy. How are you? Are you okay, bro? I don't know. Dude. Is everything all right? I've been stewing over Supernatural all day. It's um it's a bit of a finale, huh? Like this is this is it. This is the last mm-hmm. episode of Supernatural, new Supernatural that you'll ever get to watch. Yeah. I'll save it for the like main podcast, but mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. it's like I haven't been able to think about anything else all day. <laughs> it um it's it's it, it was a lot. That's mm-hmm. for sure. I um I don't I don't know what happened in the episode. I have no idea. <laughs> I think I just had an emotional breakdown. <laughs> You just just blanked out. It was a fugue. I don't, yeah, I don't even know if, if what happened to me had anything to do with Supernatural. I was going to uh, watch it again today, uh, and I just I didn't have enough time in my schedule I think, to make it happen. So. I think I'm going to rewatch the last three without notes mm-hmm. before we do a feedback episode. Well, you have plenty um, of time to do that because that's, that's weeks away from now. Yeah, so. and I'm going to, again, I'll, I'll save it. I'll save it for when we get to the actual um, podcast because I'm just going to repeat myself in the main episode. Um, I don't know what else to talk about though. <laughs> What's up? Did you play any video games? So, uh, I am, but, um, I had a fun experience this weekend. Um, Autumn is, um, she started a new horse discipline. So she's, she's branching out her, she's, she's in a new skill tree. Let's just call it mm-hmm. that. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. In, in layman's terms. <laughs> yeah. In layman's terms, she's, she's started a new skill tree and to level up to get XP, um, you have to uh either compete at shows, um, and by and competition is like there's a test and you have to have the horse do a cer- certain movements in this test and you have to get them all right, um, you have to you know do them all pretty, um, and you have to do that like at a show, right? Mm-hmm. Well, this particular organization said, you know, that's fucking stupid. What if we gave you half XP but just let you send in videos? So you wouldn't have to, uh, you don't have to like go somewhere. Cause like the shows, uh, are, are pretty far away and it's a, it's a lot of work to haul a horse somewhere and then like stay there for a night. Like it's a, it's kind of a, it's a production. Um, so she's been real, real excited. She's been practicing. I mentioned a couple of podcasts ago, uh, that, um, she, she's buying like Western wear. So she's all like Western weared up like a barrel racing girl, yep, which is, yep, I, di- yep. I didn't know was a thing for me, but might be a late <laughs> middle age thing for me. Who knows? Yeah. Trying to tamp down on that a little bit. Um, so <laughs> sort of figured that whole <laughs> just, just just trying discovery to, out. <laughs> um, and she has like over the years accumulated camera equipment. Um, she's got a pretty fancy camera that like you wear a, 
little strap around your arm and a camera will follow you around. Uh, but you can't use that in the indoor ring because it can't get a signal, so it'll just lose you. Um, and then she's got another one that is a lot cheaper uh, that uses AI to detect a horse-shaped um, object uh, in the viewer, and then we'll track right. and we'll track that. Uh, and that works okay until you turn towards the camera. Um, in which case, you're no longer a horse shaped. You're just a long, tall object. Sure, 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 sure. And sure, so sure, the, sure, the sure, AI sure. is like, I don't know what that is anymore. It can't possibly be a horse. Um, yeah. <laughs> so all of this, all of this is leading to the fact of, hey, Jeremy, I hate to ask you to do this on a Saturday, but will you come and and film me while uh, I do these tests and we can, I'll submit them and I'll get points. And by getting po- by, excuse me, I didn't mean points. I'll get XP. And mm-hmm, as I mm-hmm. as I gain experience, I will level up, and I get different rewards or different perks along the different levels. Uh, one perk is a cool buckle belt, belt buckle. Nice, nice, um, nice. So some dope shit, right? So she's real excited to do this. Um, there are some rules around filming, so like they want the camera a certain height. Uh, they don't want you to zoom in too much, but they want you to zoom in a little when she's at the back of the thing. So there's like there's some, there's a process to this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we went out this past Saturday, which was the coldest day of the year in Louisiana. <laughs> and uh, it's because of scheduling stuff. It's like kind of the last weekend that she could like do some of these tests. She wanted to do four tests. I said, no problem. Like I've got a jacket. I've got a scarf. I never wear a scarf. I got put a beanie on. I was like, I was like Boston Jeremy for a little while. Yeah, You were do. suited up. You're Boston I was, Jeremy. Yeah, I yeah, was yeah. Boston Jay. Um, Suddenly you were like way more homophobic. And, like, <laughs> you <were> yeah. <laughs> I hate the White Sox. I don't even know who those are. Um, or the Yankees. Probably both. It's the Yankees. Yeah. The yeah. Yankees. Um, so I, we go out there um, and originally I thought like, Hey, I'll take this like, She's got like a, a monopod or like a tripod stand and I'll stand that up. I'll put the phone in that and I'll hold it with one hand and then I'll like zoom in with the other one. Um, Autumn bought me like gloves that you can use with an iPhone. Like that have the little oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. tappy stuff. Um, very quickly realized like that wasn't going to have enough fine motor control for me to zoom in and out. Very quickly realized like <laughs> the tripod thing is not going to work at all. Um, so test number one, every test is about five minutes. Uh, I had to take both of my gloves off and I'm holding my phone and Chris, uh, the wind was, was kicking. Uh, mm. The fate, the feels like was in the teens and my hands were fucking hurting. Like they were, they were so it's, cold. They yeah. were hurting. Yeah. It gets um, bad. And w- did the whole thing though. Uh, and at the end of the test, uh, she goes to the middle of the ring and she like salutes. And then I have to walk over and like get close up to her spurs. And then she gets off the horse and she shows her bit, like the thing that's in the horse's mouth. Um, mm-hmm. All of this is to sh- show that she's not cheating, right? And this has to be in one long cut. I can't do anything. Um, can't do any cuts. Can't do edits. no cuts, no edits. Can't time it to the music. <laughs> can't, <laughs> I can't sync it to tour, no matter how much I want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it was the second. So we, the first one, cold hands, sucked ass. Um, can't lose. The second one, I realized why. Do, why did I take off my left glove that's holding the camera? Yeah, holding you didn't the phone. have to do both. Yeah, I, both. I just need one hand, so that helped a lot. And I also had one of those like warm thingies that you like take out the package and shake up. So I had that in my oh, pocket good, when I good, needed good, good, it. Good, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think it was the second or third test. I walk over, and um, as I'm trying to get close to the bit, uh, something happens, and under my breath, I say, "Shit." <laughs> 
<laughs> and I didn't think about it because, like, I don't, I don't know, like, whatever. Yeah. And I t- take the test, and so we finish everything. We come home. Um, autumn is, you know, we're we're it, it's later that evening. We're having some cocktails. We've cooking some food. Um, and I'm like, oh yeah, I don't. Are you uploading those with sound? And she's like, I have to. Like, you 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 want all of the audio? Like, they want to hear everything unedited. And I was like, well. That could be a problem. <laughs> so she like starts listening and we can't find uh, me saying shit at all. It's not in there. Uh-huh. Um, so she uploads the files. No big deal. Um, that evening, right before we're going to bed, she's listening back to one and she found it. Except it's not where I thought it was. It's at the very beginning of the video. Oh. And now she's already submitted everything. Oh. So. <laughs> Hey, that means it's authentic, you know? It's, Un- it's absolutely unfiltered, unedited. unedited. Um, so we very quickly, like, I run to the computer. Uh, on iOS, you can't just mute part of the volume of a video. You have to mute either. It's either all or nothing, which is kind of a pain in the ass. Um, so we had to, you know, transfer the file from uh, her phone to my computer. I'm loading it up in Final Cut. It's an HDR file. I've never worked with these before. It makes it super <laughs> bright when I export it for the first time. It's, it, 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 and we're, we're, you know, we have had some cocktails and like eaten some food. Like we are not in the best position to be able to work on all of this like technology stuff. Uh, finally get it exported, sent over. It's uploaded. She submitted. And then the next morning, she gets up super early. Uh, and then I, when, as I got up, I walked into the living room. I'm like, hey, good morning. And she's like, hey, uh, yeah, I found the second time that you said shit. <laughs> it's too late. And it's just, yeah, I feel real bad about it. Like, I just I just like walked up. I was like, shit. <laughs> well, you know, again, it's, she's, she's not the one saying it. It's her dumbass husband on the mic. You know what I mean? I, like, I kind of feel like because uh, there's only like a handful of people that judge these things. She's going to be going to a show soon um, in person. And it's, I think that one of the judges is going to be like, oh, hey, I recognize you and your horse. You're the one with the foul-mouthed husband, and it's going to be very <laughs> funny. <laughs> but I, I think she's going to get recognized because of that and not, um, you know, how she rides good, which, of course, she does. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, well, you know, again, uh, authentic. That's how you know it's authentic. Yeah, if you kept the shit in, that's how you know it's that's real. All right? Know. We I'm kept just, the shit in this podcast since episode fucking one, all right? I um I listen speaking of shit in podcast, uh I listened to that okay. new um Richard Sp- Spate. You, Rhymes you, with eight. Richard Spate uh and Rob Benedict podcast. You did it. You did it. I listened to the two episodes of that and they censor out the word shit. Interesting. But then they have a section at the end that they called the bitch section. Oh. Um, that's supposed to be counting every time they use the word bitch. And in the second episode, uh, I think Richard Spate makes a joke about like, oh, you know, we're not counting everybody that like could be a bitch. And then Rob Benedict is like, maybe we shouldn't do this segment. (laughs) 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 And um, Uh. on Twitter, the company that is producing this whole thing, whose name I cannot remember, um, said like hey we're listening to feedback but uh you know let us know what you think and apparently got bombarded by like this is the dumbest thing ever why would you include this in this great podcast um <laughs> uh, but they've already they booked five in <laughs> so, they, so i think we're yeah. gonna have five bit sections before they finally yeah. cut them or unless they go back to the editing room which if i it's was tough. them i would just go back to the editing room like i don't think those jokes are funny so pre-recording stuff or 
uh, or before you can get any feedback, or just being a small podcast, it's going to take a while before you get any feedback. Yeah, absolutely. So I wonder, I mean, I, I have not and will not go back and listen to our like first two seasons of coverage. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I will at some point. I don't know. But I imagine there's stuff now if we could go back and like, oh, yeah, maybe maybe we do that a little bit differently. But, you know, there was there was no one to tell us at the time. It was just our like good friends and loved ones. Yeah. <laughs> We're just like, yeah. All right. <laughs> the week one numbers. I can actually tell you. Um, I don't mind sharing. St- I don't I don't mind sharing. Tell me. Statistics We're at the, we're at the last way. episode, Jeremy. Tell me. I can tell you the week one numbers for episode one if you want me to. Yeah. Hit me. Um, you may we may need to vamp a little bit because it's gonna like that page takes a while to load. <laughs> I used to check the stats so frequently and just especially for episode one, watch the number go up mm-hmm. and then be like, guys, listen to other episodes. That one's not good. Yeah, that one's... I know it's the first one, but I haven't looked at it in a really long time though. Um, we're doing good. The number that I wanted to get at before we finish the show, um, which is not feasible at all. Um, I don't think um even with three episodes left, uh I don't I don't think we'll be able to get to it. But that's okay. Like it's that was an unrealistic goal. Um, although I will say the last few episodes, people have been really, really stoked about. So yeah, that's pretty. It's pretty intense. Um, our day one. Do you want day one or week one? <laughs> give me both. Start with day one, then give me week day one. one of uh of Monster of the Week. Why did you shoot mm. a ghost? Aired on December twenty seventh, twenty sixteen. Um, thirty six downloads. 36 down. Hey, that's not that's not too bad for day one because I um, downloaded it only like 16 times. Seven so. day seven day outlook, 67 downloads. Not quite twice right. as many. <laughs> All right. Seven it days. was that first day where people were like, oh, yeah, I'll grab this real yeah, quick. Sure, 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 sure. Because it's my buddy or whatever. It's my buddy. I'll, I'll grab that. Uh, and then about 30 other people found it throughout the course of the week. And a weird thing, I don't know why this is happening, but episode 14 on day one only has three downloads. I wonder if that's a weird like error stat problem or something. Mm. It's very interesting. Maybe this can give people some confidence. Yeah. um, And releasing their own stuff. Starting out a podcast. Yeah. Um, Nobody starts off with an audience unless you start off with an audience. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you're known from somewhere else. Yeah. Unless your name is Richard Spite Jr. Um, (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Unless you have some sort of like, unless you're well known in something and we had a lot of people because we had both done podcasts before um mm-hmm. i was on a podcast network i'd been doing a souls podcast so like people who i was lucky enough to have a little bit of an audience and when i say a little, like super small audience um and like just being able to tell them and like the percentage of people that say listen to don't give up skeleton that like supernatural uh and then the percentage of those people that would listen to a podcast and then the percentage of those people that would listen to a podcast about supernatural (laughs) right it's the fractions get smaller it's It's just vanishingly small Uh, i can't imagine anyone from chomp chain came over to to monster of the week i don't know that but it was a very small audience to begin with steven did (laughs) yeah oh yeah that's true hey shout out that's how you knew Um, steven that's how i knew him yeah Uh, um yeah but yeah do you know i mean if you're starting a podcast like i tell people all the time like it's it's really easy to get caught up in like small numbers but the the things that you should be doing is uh absolutely loving like the the act of recording um Mm -hmm. you should Mm -hmm. learn to enjoy the act of editing and you need to be really really consistent with your release schedule and then they will come um like i feel like just now like we're finally getting to be a quote-unquote name in the supernatural podcast community and it's been five Mm -hmm. fucking years five years Yeah, yeah five years um and it's five years of like uh like every single thursday of bonus episodes of patreon episodes of all kinds of stuff and so 
I don't know. You got to put in the time. Got to put in the time. But yeah, that's time. Got to put in the work. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's. I don't. I'm. If we start reflecting too much, I'm probably gonna cry on this goddamn podcast today. Okay, that's um, fine. Yeah. If the listener is hearing this, I might. They might already know whether I have or not. You know, that's the because this is after the yeah. outtakes. So <laughs> this is um, this is. We're referring to you as Happy Happy Chris right now. Happy Chris. Happy, happy Chris. Chris. I don't uh, like. Yeah, it's 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 gonna be weird. It's gonna be yeah. weird, dude. Um, video games. I've, I've been talking for a while. I told a whole story. Do you have a story to tell? Do you have, um, has anything happened to you recently that you wanted to share with the class? Um. <laughs> no. Uh, okay. No. I thought, shit. Pee pee poo poo. I can't think of a. Pee pee poo. I watched Supernatural today, and I think I'm running a low grade fever right now. Okay. Um, from Supernatural. Um. Oh, what was I going I had something. There was something. There was a secret little nugget somewhere, somewhere in my brain. I think it's gone. I think it's gone. It's. I've been. Um. I have the brain rot, as people often say. Well, you know what? Let's. Um. Let's let's just do it. Let's let's get into it. Uh, I okay, talked for about I talked for about four minutes before you came onto the podcast. So there's there's plenty good. of outtakes good, good, for good, the good, people good, here. Good, let's good. just let's just get into it. I guess so. Just to get a glimpse beyond this illusion 